Hey, uh, oh, that's a bit hoarse. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the best film ever. Uh, we're going to go ahead and give you the episode on Austin Powers 2, The Spy Who Shagged Me Boogaloo, uh, momentarily. But uh, I just feel like I should mention, uh, we recorded this a week, oh, very prepubescent squeak there. We recorded this uh, a week ago, so uh, it's a bit more streamlined, and we're also very tired. Uh, it was the end of a double recording session to make uh, to allowances for Liam and I to go check out AEW All In. We did record our thoughts on the show on the drive home. The ba- uh, the card filled up at some point. We don't know where. So we don't know how much of the hour that we spoke for, but the card has uh, picked up. But that'll be for a future release. But right now, strap in. Get ready, we're going to go back to the 60s in search of Austin Powers' mojo in Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. I can't believe Vanessa, my bride, my one true love, the woman who taught me the beauty of monogamy, was a fembot all along. Wait a tick. That means I'm single again. Oh, behave! <laughs> yeah! Yeah, baby, yeah! Hold! <laughs> and welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that puts the girl in swinger, baby! Yeah, baby, yeah! <laughs> It's best film ever. My name's Ian. My name's Liam. I'm Ethan. And I'm Georgia. Hey. And we are here, as you may have guessed, to do Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. <laughs> We're going to do Austin Powers, <laughs> who shagged you. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, welcome to episode number 189, the second of our double header that we recorded all in one night. You received them a week apart, but we have done these uh, back to back. We literally just... Uh, turn the machine off on Goodwill Hunting. We've let Georgia dry her tears a bit. <laughs> and we're here now to do Austin Powers. Um, I feel better with this as the second one, personally. Yeah. Uh, but that's a good promo. Last week, we did Goodwill Hunting. If you haven't checked that out, check that out. Uh, definitely a contender for the name of our little podcast here. So uh, yeah. go give it a listen uh, because it's good stuff. And you know who else we get good stuff from? Um. That's our friends of the podcast, our Patreon backers. I'm talking about Julene. All right. Hermes. Yeah. James DeGuzman. Lena Oberholzer. Ensign Ian Ooh. Davies. Chris Peterson. All right. Randall, what's your handle? Silva. <laughs> okay. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith, did you say stick your ears off? I don't know. I just came to me. He's also like jumping ahead. I'm here to get through the names. The Yeekmeister. Woo. Reverend Bruce. Hell yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think. <laughs> All right. Andy Dixon. Ooh. Holly Callan. <laughs> yeah. Cheesy. With a fish on a bike. The cool cat himself. Right. Too, too cool to cry. Drag Kukets. No, Richard. Richard. <laughs> oh, sorry. I said cool cat. Yeah. <laughs> Richard, our curmudgeon. The cool cat himself, Ryan Kukets. Ryan Kukets. Dirk, but his friends call him. Dig left. We're all asking. The shy guy himself. Shy Burger Freund. Shy guy. AJ from Nova Scotia. <laughs> yeah. And. Stu from the Stew World Order podcast. Stu. S W O. Stu World Order. 
Whoever's listening, I want you to guess what time it is. If it's uh, under half nine, you're wrong. You're wrong. Uh, so if you want to know how you can keep the lights on at the studio of awesomeness and maybe give us some caffeine so we don't have situations like we have right now, uh, <laughs> keep that sweet BFE content coming from the microphone to your ears two times a week, please consider joining the Patreon. You can get in the door for as little as three British pounds. It's less than four US dollars, about five bucks Canadian. Other currencies are available. I've written down on my notes, 541 yen. 64 Mexican pesos, <laughs> just under six bucks Australian. There we go. Patreon gifts went out two weeks ago as, 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 as we, well, as you will hear this, as we've recorded this, it was last time. I hope you received them and liked them. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Ethan's got his new timeline. Do you know, yeah. I, I look at the, the stuff we send out and I go, come on, I won't mind some of that myself. <laughs> yeah, we, I do try occasionally to get some, some, uh, a couple of extra things just so we can sort of have them popping about. Oh, they're great. We'll, we'll try and do that for next yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, some reflections and corrections. And corrections. <laughs> I think we got to start with this one here. There's a mistake I think I made. Okay, I'm going to peek behind the curtain on this one. Because <laughs> I got a hold of Ethan. You got a hold of Ethan, did you? And I said, for last week, I've got the end line. <laughs> I said, you can mess with uh, some of this, but I need this part here to be done verbatim, whatever the case might be. And to be fair, he didn't nail the start that was verbatim. I just didn't think he was in a lie on the first part. Because <laughs> I believe he says, just like Will Hunting, I go to a Cambridge or I go to Cambridge University. Will Hunting did not go to Cambridge. No. Will Hunting did not. <laughs> so I was trying to get the idea that he's linked to a prestigious university, prestigious, like, Will Hinted, yes. like Will Hunting is. Yes. Um, that got lost somewhere in there. And so Ethan kind of just read some generics. He did catch the last bit, right? Which was the important, I'd like them apples and all that stuff. That was, uh, that was all right. Uh, but that's, that's the, the big mistake from last week's episode that I found. The long one you know, short is Ethan did that. Pardon me? Ethan just did this. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay, you're, you're definitely tired. Uh, <laughs> you know what my favorite part was? I was staring at it and somehow I still went, that's not what it says. My brain says it's, I am a Cambridge student or whatever bullshit I said. I'm great. You know, how I'm Matt so da- dumb. I said last week how Matt Damon and Ben Affleck cried when the actors were reading their lines verbatim. Yeah. yeah I, don't know that, <laughs> I don't know what that's like yet. Megan, when she was the here, she, she, she read the line it. verbatim. Nailed she it. She nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Here's a really funny joke, and Ethan's the only one who can say it. Yeah. So Ethan. In a funny though, I had the same thought as you. You did. I? You messaged me and said, "What if we finished with son of a bitch stole my line?" Yeah, and I said, "I've got, I've got it, but I've got it. I don't want to give the whole thing away, but I've got, I've got like a bit more of a, a more fleshed thing. out version of yeah, it." Yeah, yeah. And you were cool. You were cool because you came to this idea, and I was like, "Yeah, I hear you." No, <laughs> <laughs> but, it wasn't just no. It was, it was, it was, because if you come, if you come, if you came with a better version of it, I would have gone, "Okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough." Um, but I was saying, when I think this is better, uh, I didn't realize it was going to fall in execution but, uh, sometimes you put things on the chalkboard and no one answers them <laughs> oh. okay we picked on ethan enough uh, a failure i know no, I right, we right. you did um so that means if this is to come out the day which it won't it will be um liam you're finishing up best month ever three best month with a vengeance yeah of a teaching movie i brought a teaching movie you brought a teaching movie yeah two sir with love two sir with love Ooh. yeah uh, do you know what i loved i loved the fact that james watched them himself and to know what you're talking about which is great yeah if you can make time for it yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, 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 yeah. and josh um, yeah josh G. yeah and uh, uh, what did you say james 
James. Oh, oh Josh, Josh, Josh. Sorry, G. Josh. Yeah. And we want to give Josh G from your next favorite movie every thanks as always to let us come yeah. and be part of. There's a mistake I made. I'm sorry, Josh. <laughs> it's late. We didn't wish Ian Davis a happy birthday last week, and I'm just remembering. Oh that my god! We just finished our recording 20 minutes ago, and it's actually today as we record is his birthday. I can we okay when I turn this off, I can put on the uh, okay. We'll so so retcon. he'll be like, "What are you talking about? You oh, wish yeah, me happy birthday last week." <laughs> <laughs> Time is a yeah. fascinating concept. I'll just have to go bleep or go, happy birthday, Asian Davies. We're all over the place today. Yeah, it's, a little bit, it's hard to hit the reset button and go back to it again, but there we are. Time travel movie as well. Oh, we're banging. Oh, my God. Help me. I promise we're actually fairly professional most days. Uh, so there we are. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, thanks, though, to Josh G. Next favorite movie. Yeah, For the you, third Josh. straight year, he's had us all on. Uh, we can't thank him enough. I really have schedules can work out at some point. Unfortunately, when we're recording, uh, because of his his work schedule, yep. he's just always unavailable. And so we're trying to figure out a way that I can get him. I said, find a film that you want to see. Go see it. We'll get together and we'll do a uh, we'll do a theater skip it together or something like that. So we definitely want to have Josh G. and his dulcet tones. Absolutely. A nice guy. Yeah. A nice guy. We want to have him here. Thank you for having us on your show. Right. Thank you so much. It's always fun. Everybody go check out your next favorite movie. Listen to this first. <laughs> then go check that out. Uh, so there we are. Uh, why not leave us a review? We used a nice little review of uh, your next favorite movie. But why not do one uh, for Josh G? Well, not Josh. We can do it for Josh G as well. <laughs> go ahead. He's been great. Uh, but you can do one for us as well. Apple or Spotify. I hear five stars is a nice number. Five is the magic number. Checking in with the morning report. I probably should come up with something before I started this. That's not true. I've got something ready to go. So, uh, I've had something covered up for a minute here. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, I did wonder. Put this down here for a second. Uh, someone's have to talk, so... Oh, okay. Tag. I- you can't just say tag, you're it. That's not, <laughs> that's not how this works. I wonder why this was covered. Oh, he wants us to discuss the rules of tag. Oh, what is this? Oh, where we've charred in the world. So I have put up the the, the map, as wonky as it might be, and I have scratched off. It took forever. Wow, (laughs) it's not easy. But I've I've scratched off all the places we've charted in the world. So if it's uh, if it's this unimpressive brassy goldy color, that's places we haven't. But anywhere that's got like some real color popping. That's places that we have charted, which is really quite remarkable. It is, I also learned it? a lot about where certain countries are, where I wasn't as solid on them as I thought I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Southeast Asia, I've learned uh, not very strong by geography. No. <laughs> I, I, I knew they were in Southeast Asia, but I know where it looked. Yep. And then other part parts, I thought, were different. So I thought, for instance, I thought that Nigeria was further north and further west. Uh, things of that nature, where I thought I knew in Africa kind of where things were roughly were. Yeah. And I was only about 50%. Mm. on them so yeah should i take a picture of it and put it on the patreon yeah go ahead put a picture of it put it on the patreon uh that's great it's just nice to have sort of a visual representation uh for the united states canada and australia um what i've done is if we've charted we had the right to start erasing it but we had to have at least one list in the last two years in a region because they're split up and i can find that out for that information so we have all 50 uh, american states we have all 10 Canadian provinces, but none of the territories. Wow. And we have, uh, I think it's five of the six areas of Australia. 
don't know if they're called provinces mm-hmm. or states or what yep, they're called. Yep, yep. But we're missing the one in the north central part, whatever that's called. I think it's just called Northern Australia. But Do you think there's little islands we're not going to be able to scratch off? Uh, yeah, probably at some point. I have no idea. Uh, we should. We should get. I got to find out if Greenland has its own uh, charts or oh. if it's based off Denmark. Okay. I need to find that out because that would give us Greenland, which is a nice big chunk. Of those map. little islands, I reckon we should get in contact with those little islands just so that they download us once so we can scratch it off. That seems like it's something in it for them, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a content. But uh, I'll tell you what, charting in Russia was great because it's just this massive landmass. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> because, like, oh, yeah, like if you. I realized how big Russia was by scratching that off because I was just like a little. Oh, this is so easy. No. <laughs> That's huge. To its benefit, like you can't scratch something off by mistake. Like it's not like, oh no, whoops, I've dragged this and now I've lost half of this. Yeah. But it, it, it's a buttload of work. And there's flags in the bottom, which I haven't started yet. Jordan's oh, trying to have a go at. So there we go. So there we are. So oh, that's cool. That I thought I'd unveil the map. So I did wonder. I kept thinking, why is that covered? Yeah, I just did that because I wanted that to be a bit of a surprise. There, I thought. Yeah, that's great. I thought I had stuff for the first week's n- news. I had nothing for the second week's news. So I wanted to go ahead and tackle that. We're getting quite a little uh, uh, collection here, aren't we? Nice little studio. Yeah, yes. Nice little studio. Yeah, the studio yeah. is starting to look even more awesome than all, before. Yeah, and all stuff that we can bring with us when I uh, when I go ahead and pull yeah. the trigger on a new house at some point. Have a podcast room podcast room oh there'll be very much it'll be like hey what's the, where's the bedroom where's the well soundproof only matters if if you're gonna be bothering people well you can, like like pad it so it's not echoey but that's sometimes the sometimes we do get we've been really lucky with the acoustics of this room yeah because yeah, some people go like oh i can't record here because i hear the bouncing everywhere and i'm like i don't know what it is with where we've set this up it's just never been an issue no nice. we're in a corner we're tight we're in a corner uh no one's voices are really going towards the yeah. largest part of the room there no true uh georgia theoretically but your voice might be just dying Mine's on the smallest you also have a small voice. voice my voice is literally just aimed right at the wall yeah. so that's probably the best situation yeah yeah so but no it'll be good so it will be a factor though which room is the podcast room cool i got the house so I look forward to it. Be nice. It means my my dining room table won't have you microphones know what we on could it. Do we could have um, a BFE uh, rug and things, and you know, we, make we, it a bit more that we could. <laughs> so there we are. Um, Proper little clubhouse. So here we are. So uh, that's not, uh, no weight game. Weight game. It's all play the weight game because it's the same day we're recording this last week. So, yeah, but congratulations to you for losing your yeah two stone. Was it two stone? Two stone. Two stone. So. Yeah, I stood there That's and I knew amazing. what the number was. When I got it, I kind of went, get in. And uh, yeah, so these little old ladies, I just come in there and I, the woman who's running it was getting married. And like, do you want to find the card? And I'm like, I'm really only coming here because it's the summer and I just want to weigh in in the morning rather than in the evening. Yeah. So, because what happens is if I weigh in and it's all right, I give myself a cheat meal. <laughs> yeah. It's actually kind of a bit of a cheat day. Not like ridiculous, like I'm eating like nonstop. No, but, but I went and had the Pizza Hut buffet. Nice. But I kept it really, really straight. Yep, yep. Went in and went, uh, it was like nine ninety nine. I was like, that's a good deal. Yeah. Had some salad, had some garlic bread, had some pizza. And then when I felt like I was all right, I was like, I'm good. Not like the chicken wings the other, the other week. No, I wasn't going to that. There was that temptation to go, food challenge. And then probably because I was alone, I was like, no, I don't want to be that guy. Uh, but secondly, it was just the idea of, no, that's not what this is. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that. There's a place in uh, in Mildenhall that does a challenge. And I was like, ooh, maybe I should really? drive to Mildenhall. They do like a breakfast burrito challenge. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love a breakfast burrito. Yeah, you have to do two of them. They're both like a, a kilogram of weight. So oh. It's like, oh, bloody it's, hell. It's like four and a half pounds of food. Let's just face it. I oh. can't do that. No, you can't. You can't. 
So there we are. So that's kind of the way you're thinking. So why are we doing this film? Uh, we promised we'd do one per year. We, we had such fun doing Austin Powers. And when I say we, I mean everybody but Georgia. Um, we said we'd do one every year. So this is the middle one. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Is there any three? There's only three. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, Felix did the double duty this week. And here it goes. Dr. Evil is back and has invented a new time machine that allows him to go back to the 1960s and steal Austin Powers' mojo, inadvertently leaving him shagless. <laughs> I hope that Felix that. added that last part. No, I have no idea. I have no idea. I really despise that, Felix. Please don't ever use that word again. Shagless. He did send me the uh, copy, and it's in quotes, so I don't think it's... Uh a word he chose to use and so. yeah that would, but he did sound still like, say it he, he, could have, say he could have said a different word that's right he could well, hate, we'll, 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 we'll talk about that we said it last time I hate the word shag okay hate it well shag is a dance so over in America yeah and it's also a carpet it's a carpet and all sorts, that's how I know yeah. shag carpet yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, uh, di- <laughs> directed by Jay Roach who did the other films in the Austin Powers trilogy also did Mystery Alaska yeah. which Mike Myers is a small cameo in writer and director of Meet the Parents Meet the Fockers Oh, I don't like those ones. I've not seen them. Oh, I like Meet the Parents and Meet the Fockers. Meet, meet the Fockers more so because it's got Dustin Hoffman and... Uh, yeah, it's got Dustin Hoffman and Barbara Streisand. They're quite good. I like Streisand. Written by Mike Myers. No. Who did uh, Wayne's World 1 and 2. Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Excellent. Party time. Oh, party Excellent. time. That's right. Yeah. Ring, 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 I got mixed ring, with um, Bill and Ted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, the, of course, the Austin Powers trilogy and a film I've never seen and never will. The Love Guru. Oh, that was shit. I can uh, tell that was going to be bad when I watched you know, it. I literally, this is God's honest truth, I sat through about 10, 15 minutes and I went, this is shit. I'm turning off. Not many films make me do that because I always go, well, give it the benefit of the doubt. I started watching it, but I did turn that yeah. turn that off. That, that poster is rancid. Also written by Michael McCullers, who did Austin Powers 3, Boston, sorry, basically Boston, from last Boston. week's episode. Boston. Baby Mama. <laughs> Baby the Boss Baby. Oh, God. Oh, okay. And Shrek 5. Shrek 5? <laughs> Is that a 5? They're getting it ready, yeah. Wow. Oh. I didn't say next I year. Say, I didn't know it wasn't out yet, but Is Ethan's Ethan dying. Yeah, about, I was going to say, he's Ethan to uh, mute his microphone, but he's done it. So, sorry, I, my, my allergies. Cinematography. Oh, you learned to Shrek 5. Right? <laughs> Cinematography <laughs> by Yuli Steiger, who did the 1984 version of Frankenweenie. Mm-hmm. The one that Ooh. got uh, Tim Burton actually stop oh. motion and stuff yeah. originally. Mm. Uh, Soap Dish. And I bet you've seen this. Rockstar. Oh, I have. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. It's all right. That's okay. not too bad. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. That's all it is. Yeah. Music by George S. Clinton, who, of course, has done Austin Powers 3, Santa Claus 2, Santa Claus 3. Oh, oh Christ. Big Mama's House 2. <laughs> oh, God. Tooth Fairy. Jeez, there we go. The first time I saw this, uh, this is 99, so I'm 20. I'm thinking I probably saw this in the cinema with friends, but I can't guarantee that's true. I might have seen it in, uh, I might have seen it on, on DVD release or VHS. It's at that time, it could be either one at that point. Do you know, I'm with you. I think I, I was probably 19, so. Actually, I bet you saw this on VHS. I can't remember. That doesn't stick out to remember seeing it in the cinema. I remember Austin Powers 1 I saw on VHS because, it, as we said last time, Austin yeah. Powers 1 didn't do well in cinemas, no. but it, it did massive numbers on home video. Yeah. Huge. 
So this one, on the other hand, people were expecting it. Yeah. So maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I can't remember. Yeah. Didn't leave a last impression. I have seen this many times. I know that I saw the third one in cinemas. Yes. Because I was on the way home from somewhere and just stopped off on the way and went, I'm just going to watch this movie. I'm, I'm going by. It's playing. I want to see it. So there we go. Uh, but I was well up for this movie. Well, this one? Yeah, yeah I was well uh, up for it. Oh, okay. Um, Ethan, when did you see it? Probably like 26. It was whenever I saw the first. Uh, I watched like all three Austin Powers movies over the course of like maybe a couple weeks. Okay. So probably like 2016, I think. 2016. Yeah. So uh, I was between 15 and 16. Oh, you're a, you're, you're a 2000 baby, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you, okay, she'd so have been 16. All right. Yeah. Georgia. Uh, I first watched this yesterday. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, Were you looking forward to it? No. Because you weren't really a big fan of the first one. No. No. I just, I don't like the humor and I don't like it. Um, and I really wasn't looking forward to having to watch another one. Right. But I had been promised it was less Austin Powers, more Dr. Evil. That's a good so way of putting was, it. I think number two. There was a glimmer of hope. I think number two. I think the first movie is Austin Powers' movie. I think the second movie is Doctor Evil's movie. Mm, Personally, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's do. The, it, let's start with the teaser trailer, and that's something I don't usually start with. But it was a great piece of advertising, and so you open it up, and it goes, you know, <sighs> 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 and you're like, doom, 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 doom. And then it's this like wrecked spaceship and it goes through and the voice goes over and goes years ago he left but now he's back and ready to take on the world one more time and you're and it turns around and it's dr eva going you were expecting somebody else (laughs) oh because this is 99 so that's like peak phantom menace promo so the, the 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 tagline was if you see only one film this summer see star wars if you see two see austin powers <laughs> the spy who shagged me a great way to sort of latch yourself on to existing buzz absolutely um really really clever and i think uh, they got away with a lot of stuff in this movie because they sort of pointed people towards um star wars some distant star wars gave them permission to do other things so uh we begin we have new line cinemas uh, graphic and you hear evil evil is his one and only name <laughs> boom boom very bond very it felt like a shirley bassey <clears throat> yeah, yeah. goldfinger mm-hmm. kind of thing and i'm like this is this is a really great opening and so um we have the star wars crawl and it, except for it reads it for us, the yeah, voice reads yeah. it for us, including for Austin Powers is just relaxed for his honeymoon, or so he thought. <laughs> <laughs> dot dot dot. And we go to space, and there's some people working on a, on a space station or a telescope or something. George, you all right? Yeah, I'm just updating some Patreon stuff. Cool. Uh, and it says, and you hear this guy on from NASA, and he's like, just do this. And you hear someone going, oh, my gentle Jesus. <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. I don't even think he says Houston. I think he says Houston. Like, because I heard it and went, that's not right. <laughs> um, there are people who call it Houston, and it, it drives me crazy. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy from a podcast called, uh, it's a TV show where they mm-hmm. record it and release it on a podcast as well, yeah. called Pardon the Interruption. And uh, there's a guy who I love him. He's fantastic, but he calls it Houston, and it just drives me insane. <laughs> Houston. Big Boy is back. 
Uh, Big Boy was a proper change. Not to steal the joke from the from the first time where uh, they go, Big Boy's back. Well, in many ways, Big Boy's never left. His <laughs> low prices on uh, <laughs> uh, Big Boy's a chain. I made the mistake last time of saying it was a Canadian chain. It's not. It's I think it's memory serves because it was one of the. It was uh, definitely a, here's a mistake I think I made. Uh, I believe it's like a Northern Ohio based chain. If memory serves now. Oh, okay. But we'll see. I wonder if that's still going today. Oh, yeah. Is Big, that, Boy, Big Boy's still around. Yeah. yeah. Is Big Boy what, like, kind of inspires, like, Lard Lad? Because they have the same kind of look and vibe in what, The Simpsons. From The Simpsons? It's totally, yeah. it's totally where it's from. Yeah. I, I need to... So, it's been a year since we did the first one. But I kind of got, like, a bit of, oh, it's the Big Boy from the first! Because I was starting to remember. So, that was really fun to enjoy. Yep. Yeah, it's a nice little visual reminder of yeah. lots of things. Um. Out of the butt comes the escape egg <laughs> as he's laughing. Now, we have to, a lot of things you have to forget from the first one or choose to forget. Yeah. One of them is that he was being frozen at the end of the last movie. Yes, yeah. he was. Yeah. And he's not unfrozen here. He's just, uh, he's just laughing. So he's yeah. okay. We go to the honeymoon suite. Meanwhile, in 1999, and, you and know, they like fall back name. into the bed, mm-hmm. and Austin goes, and I'm spent. <laughs> and, um, I, I think Austin went to the 96 originally, but now he's 99 because don't ask questions. Um, and of course, you know, it's one of those things where they've, you know, Liz Hurley's still somewhat clothed. <laughs> I love Liz Hurley. Um, and he go, she goes, Austin, do you smoke after sex? And he goes, I don't know. I never looked. <laughs> and she says, what do you want to do now? He says, how about we shag some more? Shag. And she goes, what? He goes, well, we're only up to chapter 11 in the Kama Sutra and uh which is all right and then she says i'm gonna go get us some champagne big boy and she goes i'm gonna get us some more champagne big boy (laughs) and he's like right (laughs) and he goes now remember the deal he's made is i would like to have some sex she's going to get champagne he goes i think i'm gonna go watch a movie now (laughs) and to set up the next part you have to do this but he she just said i'm gonna go get us some more champagne yeah and you said you wanted to do some more of a sex. I don't know why he's watching a movie. No. Unless it's a specific kind of movie. Well, he, he, he's excited about In Like Flint, which is his favorite movie. Which I think it's just some weird, obscure yeah. 70s thing. So it's not. In Like Flint. Yeah, that's... um, uh, What's that guy's name? I don't know. Oh, we'll I, be back I, after I, these messages. I, I give up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll, give I'll, up. I'll come back to it. Uh, um, So... Um, he finds out, so he uses the remote to try and move things along, which in 99, you wouldn't have had like TiVo yet. So you can't rewind and fast forward live TV. No. So I don't know what he's doing. This is a video. Yeah, but you would have put a tape in then. Tape might be in. He turned it on and goes, oh, in like Flint is my favorite movie. Like, why is he surprised when he turns it on? And it's uh. in like Flint. <laughs> But it's a setup, the joke that when he hits it, rewind, she walks backwards and forward, she goes forward. And then he hits the language for Spanish audio and she it's starts speaking like, in yeah. Spanish, which that button wouldn't exist on a British remote. No. Just saying, they're in Britain at this time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the film likes to pr- forget that quite frequently. Oh, and I, lo- I, I kind of love that. just that it forgets that. So I appreciate that. She grabs Paddington him, Station. She grabs him by the throat and lifts him up. He peels her face off. Is and it goes, James Coburn? In like Flint, I, I don't know. James Coburn. Oh, Google it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, that's I'm not bug- the one saying I know this movie. <laughs> bugging me. You, you have a phone right there. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> he goes, she rips his face off. Uh, sorry, she, sorry, he rips her face off, and she's like, he goes, Vanessa, you're a fembot. And uh, then some... Um, Bazookas. 
barrels <laughs> caliber come come out comes out of her chest and he goes machine gun jubblies how did i miss those baby she goes perhaps next time may i suggest foreplay and he kind of shrugs like yeah, yeah. fair enough james carbon it is oh it is yeah, there yeah. We go. 1967 so he he sort of escapes her clutches and goes and hides behind the bar and there's the swedish made penis and larger pump from the first movie just sitting there <laughs> i love that and they don't even draw specific attention to it they just have him hold it yeah and he goes, and, ooh, ooh, i thought it. It, i thought it was a great callback from the first movie i know that thing yeah yeah, so he go, I know that thing, therefore I like that thing. Uh, Vanessa explodes because she's the uh, honeymoon present from Dr. Evil. Don't ask too many questions because it won't make the first one really make sense. It's just a fun little joke. Makes no sense. And he explodes and he picks up her detached hand and goes, what we heard at the start, Vanessa, my one true love, the woman who taught me the joy of monogamy was secretly a fembot all along. <laughs> and he pauses and goes, wait a tick, that means I'm single again. Oh, behave. <laughs> and he takes her robot hand and he claps it sort of wants. <laughs> and then that's what gets, George is laughing and is, look at her face just like, don't want to be laughing right now. <laughs> again, no, that you is, explain that is, things as funnier yeah, you, than you, I should. You make it sound for other, but I did appreciate him like clapping with that. This, hand, this like, is the first time we got that comment, which I think George said about the first movie she went you're making this sound funny yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then you get and it's, it's that great bump 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 which isn't written for this film it's, it's an existing piece that they've attributed to it i think it's by uh quincy jones oh okay i think i think it's called like soul bossa nova or something like yeah, that okay uh, that did a very famous choreography to it at one point i believe is that right as in bob fossey yeah, yep. yeah, yeah bob foss sorry but. so um so some some notes on Vanessa, played by Liz Hurley, who some people are very, very big fan of. I was never that big on her. Love her. Mike Myers originally wanted Liz Hurley to return for the sequel as the main lead Vanessa Kensington, as she was in film number one. However, the time the, the sequel was greenlit, Hurley was busy with other projects, just My Favorite Martian and Ed TV. Ed TV sucks. Ed Harris, no. Matthew Ed, McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Ed Harris is Truman Show. Yeah, yeah. Ed TV is a poor man's Truman Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she could not return as a female lead. Additionally, since the Austin Powers franchise is a parody of James Bond, a signature trademark of James Bond is that there's a different female lead in every film. Therefore, there was a new female lead written instead, but they didn't know how to explain away Vanessa, so it was decided she'd be a fembot who decided, who'd exploded early on. Myers asked Hurley if she could reprise her uh, role for a cameo in the film. At that point, her schedule permitted her to do a brief appearance, and she agreed. They wouldn't bother with this in the second one. The third one. Third, no. She just doesn't come back. No. Um, Spoilers. Well, the problem was they actually had them get married at the end of the first one, didn't they? Mm. So yeah. then you have to explain that away. Yep. As opposed to if you just have, it's bonded, just, you know, if you just make out with a girl and then replace her with it. Okay, done. <laughs> what is that? The end of one of the Bond films. Oh. Uh-uh. When he's in this capsule thing or something, isn't he? And they go, where is he? And he's making love to her in the capsule. Yeah. And it goes, Pans out and it goes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 it's not that. It's just like the heat map, and the heat map gets really red in one spot. Yeah, and you're like, oh. And Miss Money Pudding's like looking on, like looking really intensely. Oh, no. Gets all flustered. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll tell you the, the, the worst one, but I'll tell it off, Mike. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we have a title sequence and uh, nudity. We've clearly placed credits. Uh, it's all right. It's a funny little bit. It goes on mm. far too long, Just, and it isn't funny, and I hate it. Oh, really? It. Okay. I was going to ask if people had a favorite one of them. 
I prefer the first one, but this one's also very oh, fun. I meant do you have a favorite visual gag in the sequence oh, we watched? Favorite. Okay. The one with the baby. Oh, see, I like the one. He's naked. It's, that's the joke. It's it's, 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 it's it's like a windmill he's got. It's like, and then he, he's moving and he's moving and he's tied with it. There's a grown man who is naked parading around. To be fair, to be fair, the baby's baby. To be fair, the baby's head doesn't come up to the very end. I did I like that. It's the part, and, and the music's I doing did, that. Do do. I did do do. That doesn't make you better. And it's not baby. It's a doll, quite that clearly. It's a, re- it's a really poor... No, it doesn't it's matter. emulating a baby. <laughs> you were saying? It's the one with the cake where he cuts the end off. Oh, the cake? No, yeah. The one with the rabbi. I like the, the rabbi. I love the rabbi <laughs> one, yeah. Oh, rabbi. And he's funny. doing all this great diegetic stuff, but you can't hear a lot of it over the score. Yeah. But he's like, all right, rabbis, nice meat. <laughs> <laughs> and then they cut the very end of it off. Like, yeah. it's quite funny. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's yeah. a great bit where there's a woman with, like, a compact... Uh, Mirror. Makeup thing and she closes. It, oh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. I think it's harmless fun, um, and then it ends with uh, a synchronized swimming I sequence. Like that bit. Yeah. Um, they're outside a hotel. Did anybody catch what the name of the hotel was? No, no. But the name of the casino in the hotel was Casino Royale. That's what I was referring yeah. to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so it ends with a, a synchronized swimming routine. And when it's on, Mike Myers is a. That is an homage to a nineteen seventy sorry to a to a sketch from Saturday Night Live between Martin Short and um Spinal Tap actor Harry Shearer. Uh, during a 1984 skit about two men trying to be the first men uh, allowed to enter the Olympics for synchronized swimming. On that roster was at least one, if not two, I think there is actual Olympian uh synchronized swimmers in that shot. Okay, it looked like they were because yeah. they were pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was it was all right. Yeah, 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 it was all right. It's now called artistic swimming, isn't it? It's not just synchronized swimming anymore. Is that right? Yeah, because synchronized swimming is a part of artistic swimming. Okay, yeah. it's things like that that make synchronized swimming or artistic swimming. You kind of—it's one of those sports. You go, is this really a sport in the Olympics? I like I, it. No, that one. I and it was synchronized. It was the test swimming at the time. It's very important because it was one of the very first sports that were women only in the Olympics, um, and to have a sport that was made for women. And allowed only women to compete in it. I think was is, is really important. Is that so, sexist? No, because there was a lot of sports at the time that were men only in the Olympics as well. Is it still that women can only do synchronized swimming? I think it is. Uh, I don't know. I think it is. That's not fair. <laughs> I want to do synchronized swimming. No, it's really weird. It's called synchronized swimming, but you can like win a. There's like, there's like an individual category. That's why it's now artistic swimming. What's synchronized about that? <laughs> That's why you they've changed with the yourself. name. <laughs> Just saying. That's why they've changed the name. You know, they're gonna say synchronized swim, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Traditionally, synchronized swimming has been a predominantly female sport. However, the mixed pair event now has mixed, been yeah, has uh, now been added, allowing men to compete. But there's so no category men can for now. men only. Hang on, but there's no category for men only. I think there's still sports no, where there's no. no category for women only. Pardon me. There's, there's still sports where there's no category for women only. Are there? I think so. Like what? Actually, well, you, uh, I can't remember. Well, no. But they, until very recently, and also until very recently, cer- synchronized swimming has been. There's changed, certain but. disciplines in the gymnastics that are men only, and certain ones yeah. that are women only. Like men, yeah. men do well, swim, the like rings. Isn't... Women don't do the rings in the. Uh, I don't think so. In no. the Olympics, no, I don't think so. But there's certain things that women. Do. I'm trying to think of what one of the, oh, men. Men don't do the one with 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 the rhythm with with, with the ribbon. No, they're not in the ball. I don't think we rhythm. Oh, I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I found a whole like list of, of male-only sports for the Olympics. Olympics. Yeah, 
I would just look. Yeah. Uh, so there's Greco-Roman wrestling. It's Greco. Greco. Okay. Uh, decathlon. One person dinghy brackets heavyweight. Uh, fifty kilometer race walking. Uh, rhythmic gymnastics. That'll be women only. I would say. I would yeah. say. So it's not that walking is a male-only sport. It's just that one event is a male-only sport. The fact that the deca- they don't do a female decathlon, that's, no, no, that's I, not great. I would change yeah. that, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm 100% with you. There's a lot of women that do decathlons. They, they bring up synchronized swinging here, not but they also... Hat, but- I think they do heptathlon. Do they? Yeah, I think it's less events. So they don't break down. <laughs> it was a satire. Do I have to explicitly state that? I'll explicitly state it. So their nails don't crack as they're doing events seven through ten. Again, this is satire. Jeez. Uh Ethan, you got anything else? Uh they mentioned the SNL uh sketch of oh. the synchronized women thing, and then there have been two non-binary athletes and two trans athletes in twenty twenty, one from New Zealand. But they did That's gonna the get women's loud. That's weightlifting. Gonna get way louder next Olympics. Yeah, you're hear a she lot was knocked out of the women's weightlifting. Huh. Yeah. I can imagine that caused a lot of a lot of anger. At NATO, there's a gentleman who's supposed to be watching, keeping an eye on the on the Kraplakistan situation, which I believe is a callback from the first film, although I don't remember it explicitly. And instead, he turns because Kraplakistan is not a real place. No. I looked for it on my map for about half an hour, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we instead he turns over to Jerry Springer. Now, I think it's important. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. The Jerry Springer was, was 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 a real show. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Everyone's nodding. Okay. Yeah. We, so J- yeah. Jerry Springer in late nineties, early two thousands. Huge. Huge. Late night. Um, and I think it's all come out now, but it was very heavily scripted. Uh, not, I mean, not heavily what? scripted. That implies they actually had a script they were working on. People were brought in and told, basically, you are going to play this part. Really? Because they were. Oh, I, mean, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember yeah, watching yeah. one. Totally, um, totally fake. One episode that had the Ku Klux Klan on there, and I saw him yep. go for one of them. I thought this was based off that. Um, there's a book I read, which is by Justin Roberts, who is uh, an announcer for WWE. He's now an announcer for AEW, so we'll see, he'll be it all in. Yep. And I was reading a book. He's the guy who says oh, the following monsters for one fall. Yep. And uh, he wrote a book, and he said that uh, he he appeared on Jerry Springer, I think twice. Yep. And was told, "Here's your character. Here's what you do." Oh, okay. And was given some of them were and some of them weren't because that seemed a bit too real. I think in the early days, some of them were. Uh, but what got the, the the ratings were these ridiculous fights and sex, right? Because he very rarely got in the fights. But it was one of them. I remember him clearly getting into a fight. Well, it could be a thing where the, the guy's just gone way off. Like it's not. A, they don't have like a word, a line by line breakdown. You can't write that. Yeah. Here's your character. You're going to generally do this and do this. Oh, okay. Here's a basic outline of the like the bare bones thing. If the guy decides he's going to go into business for himself and pulls an Ethan because because the critics there that week. (laughs) (laughs) I was such a shitty kid. You were you were rough to be on stage when when the critic was in the house. You couldn't predict what Ethan would do. No, (laughs) I was was such a shitty little teenager. I want to apologize for that. Uh, Where are we at here? Jerry's he's kind of like in because in the UK we 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 had Jeremy Kyle yeah Jeremy that's Kyle's the closest you've got find yeah his name in my brain yeah. that's what I was like yeah Jeremy Kyle eventually went over and actually had a show in the US as well really yeah, for a while he was doing both um and so I uh, so 
this whole thing's a setup for he, uh, Dr. Uh, Jerry Springer's doing an episode called "My Father is Evil and Wants to Take Over the World," <laughs> and this is this, this is postmodernism, right? This is us taking something that we're already familiar with, yeah. a media text, and then placing this fictional character in that world. And uh, we we meet Scott Evil again, played by Seth Green. Seth Green, who is also Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He did a lot of things in the 90s. That might be what I recognize him Ro- from. I've never watched Robot it, but I've Chicken. seen a lot of the stuff. The TV show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He's also the voice of Chris Griffin in Family Guy. Yeah. No, I wouldn't know oh, really? His, okay. His, his uh, do, do you remember... I recognize. Uh, was do you he, remember the second Scooby-Doo movie? Yeah. He's in he's the he, Yeah, he's the guy that uh, starts dating Velma in that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, little, little guy. We've just seen, we've seen his height. I don't know why I had to bring that one up. <laughs> yeah, me either. Um, Ethan's got a lot of energy for second recording. He does, doesn't he? I know, and it's awful because my throat really, really hurts. We can hear that too. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. And so he goes. So you, where's your father now? Oh, he's cryogenically frozen, orbit in the earth. He goes, <laughs> That's what you think. Which is, this is, this is every episode of Jerry Springer. Yeah. Let's bring out Scott's father, Dr. Evil. And so typically what would happen is once they've set you up, when you come out on stage, they boo or they cheer you. And they're going, boo, boo. And he goes, what? What? And he sits down beside Scott and he goes, daddy's back. <laughs> and he goes, how can you do this to me on national television? And he goes, I just have one question. Why did you run out on me? Because you're not quite evil enough. Not quite and the crowd goes, boo. He goes, what? What, what? He goes, you're, you have a diet coke of evil. <laughs> you're the margarine of evil. <laughs> Just one calorie, not evil enough. <laughs> so here's the problem. Honestly, I can quote all these lines. You used to make it sound so much better. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have a problem with Dr. Evil. I think Mike Myers' Dr. Evil is actually quite funny. He even drops at some points. When he's Austin Powers, he sounds more like Dr. Evil at some points. At times, yeah. He subs um, into it. There's a fight between Dr. Evil and a Klansman, because the Klansman's like, what are you, some kind of freak? Yeah. And he gets up, and he runs with this, like, chest first, and, like, flailing <laughs> arms, and they fight a little bit, and he takes his hood. He's like, I got your hood! I got your hood! <laughs> and then he goes, okay, calm down. He's like, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. And then he runs he back, back out of a taxi, <laughs> and then Springer pulls him back, and he says, you're fine, you're safe, you're safe. He says to someone off camera, get this jerk out of here. And then and he comes so after him. He comes after him again, and then he goes, yeah, there's Brett Springer, he's biting me, he's biting me. <laughs> and he kicks him, and he grabs a globe, and tells him, the world is mine. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see your renditions of films. <laughs> back in England, Austin's driving, and uh, you've got mail. Oh, that was America thing, Online, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, you've got mail. Uh, meet Basil Expedition, played by Michael York. Yep. Oh, uh, I thought his name was Exposition. Oh, it might be Exposition. You might be 100% right. I apologize. In fact, I thought ex- that was the whole joke. No, exposition the is the joke. I, I just made a mistake when I was typing. You're 100% right. Um, there's a mistake. Yeah, the button's not yeah, there. It's not yeah. there. So, um, Michael York went on record saying his own grandchildren showed him respected admiration for the first time because he played Basil Exposition. Your grandkids suck, dude. Um, <laughs> Basil's remark to the... So he goes, all right, let's talk about time travel. And they go, Dr. Evil has a uh, whatever. He goes, um, he goes, um, oh, hang on. This isn't, no, this isn't what I'm supposed to be here yet. Uh, Basil says that he goes, Vanessa was a fembot all along. And he goes, Yes, yes sadly, we, we knew. knew. <laughs> <laughs> he looks off screen and we just move on, <laughs> which I think is great. Yeah, it's just yeah, this, yeah. How, do you, how do you make 
fix this continuity error. We'll just say this yeah. and move on. Uh, he says, but we got a photo shoot, and one of the models works for Dr. Evil. And I'm like, I want to see Dr. Evil's corporate layout. Like, what was the thought here? Yeah. He must have a lot of money. He must. Oh, yeah, we know why. So we meet yeah. the models, and the models are played by Rebecca Romaine, who was the hottest thing in like she was the supermodel of the moment at that time really yeah she would go on to play she's married to john stamos who's that john stamos see he's probably full house, full house is the thing most yeah. people know him from no i don't know he played uncle jesse uh he he'd later go on to be on er in some of its later seasons as well he has a guest spot on friends okay how how strong is your friends his later season friends i didn't i can't remember later season monica friends. and Chandler can't have a baby so they try and convince Chandler that this is a guy who works at my work. He'd be a great sperm donor. That sounds And familiar. they bring him home, and he's John Samos. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, she would go on to play Mystique in the X-Men movie. In the X-Men, like the, the, the 2000 era yeah, yeah, X-Men yeah, the movie. First, oh, first yeah, oh. she was Mystique. She was brilliant. When, well, basically, all she had to be was an attractive woman, isn't it? Wow. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of acting uh, going on here. No. no. But didn't Jennifer Lawrence take over that part? She did that for she, the new se- the, 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 the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, she was the, the young version. When they did the James McAvoy version of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so the other one is Ivana Humpalot. <laughs> Played by Kristen Johnson. If you've ever seen Third Rock from the Sun. That's her, yeah. That's her. Yeah, I remember her. What was she in that we did something on earlier? This oh, I remember her now. Oh, she's a friend. She's a friend. It's like a romantic comedy. She's a friend. Somewhat, Ethan, can you look that up, Kristen Johnson? Yep. I do recognize her. Okay. She's a very tall lady. Oh, I'm trying to remember what she was from. Dang it. <laughs> she's a bad friend um so he shoots them with his things and he goes all right he does all the usual stuff at the start all right looking sexy 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 all right now you're you're an animal you're a tiger you're 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 a llama you're you're burrowing you're burrowing burrow <laughs> it gets right i think i'm curious to get george's perspective on this it gets right to the verge of maybe crossing the line as to de- dehumanizing the women i think it's I think if it wasn't so silly, it could be in danger of doing that. But I think it's okay. But that's my perspective. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Okay, yeah, he no, does it's it just too, stupid. He? Yeah, he does it with them. Yeah, I just, I, I realize. I think part of what I dislike about the Austin Powers character is his the accent he uses for Austin Powers. I hate it. That voice. Yeah. Because he's very good at differentiating his voice. Mike Myers, you cannot, you can't deny that. Well, that's his why characters he, sound. That's why he's big on sketch comedy, isn't it? Yeah, his because voice, that's he's, part he's of it. Got a lot of different sounds yep. to his voice, which is very, very impressive. But the one, this like fake English he chooses for well, his dad Powers, was it? Is dad English? Dad Scottish? Like he's got his his yeah. background's very English yeah, yeah. comedy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the yeah. voice obviously is not his natural accent. It's no, his natural accent is very similar to me. Canadian. Yeah, yeah. But his nat that that voice he chooses for austin powers i hate it it makes me squirm oh. same and then the, like the language he uses just i, just, I hate it donald and keith are not sorry donald and keith Kiefer. Kiefer. with an f yeah he's canadian isn't he Kiefer? but donald is english isn't he Kiefer's half canadian i think donald's 100 percent canadian is he yeah i don't think donald's british is he not no he just sounds really majestic but he's not english no. His accent's not English. I thought he was British. No? Hmm. No? I have no idea who you're talking about. I for some, find uh, a Donald Sutherland played President Snow in the uh, Hunger Games trilogy. Okay. And Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, he's, best known for, he's best known for playing 24, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. 
Uh, he was in the Lost Boys. We haven't done the Lost Boys. Yet. Oh, remember when we did the Wild? He's the lion in the Wild. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So you know, deep cut. Yeah. Oh, can- Canadians know who Canadian is. That's like part of our high school. We have to oh, why did I think he was British for some reason? He's got a majesty about him. He has, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, same as uh, Christopher Plummer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Blows my mind. Yep. I can't find anything that Kristen Johnson's in that we've done recently. Really? Yeah, I, I look, she's been in a couple episodes of ER. She was Wilma in the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. No, that's not what I'm she's, thinking of. She's in Third Rock from the Sun. I, I already said that. Oh, yeah. Nice uh, to see you paying attention to the part as we do it. Sorry, I'm, uh, <laughs> I've got no excuse, I suck. You don't? Uh, <laughs> I'm a Christian Johnson, Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and she's not really been in anything, unless you've seen Hurricane Bianca from Russia with Hate. <gasps> that's why I know her! <laughs> Did you watch Mom, the sitcom Mom? She was Tammy Diffendorf in Mom. I'm going to find it because there's something here for sure. Oh, um, I remember. I think I might be remember from Bride Wars. We haven't uh, covered that on the pod, that's for sure. Or, or maybe it was music and lyrics. Oh, she's in The Righteous Gemstones. I love that show. Uh, I'm still looking just to see if there's anything else, but I think I've reached the end of it. I'm into the mid-90s, and I'm done. Okay. So I think it's either from Bride Wars or whatever the other thing I said was. Either way, not important. <laughs> um, we go to Dr. Evil's Seattle headquarters. Da-da-da, da-da-da. It sounds like the Sports Center version when I sing it. Um, <laughs> it's the Space Needle. I don't know if anybody notices sees his lairs in the Space Needle, yeah, the yeah, key yeah. thing in the Seattle skyline. Yeah. And it's also a Starbucks. Starbucks, Because yeah. Starbucks originates around the Seattle region. Oh, does So it? that's why that's there. Oh. And you still go and visit the original one, can't you, in one of the markets? Can you? Yeah. Is that in the Seattle Fish Market? That'd be kind of yeah. cool if it was. Um, it turns out that number two invested in Starbucks and he was mentioning how in this time of year like Starbucks is huge it might not I'd be very curious to see what their corporate numbers were it felt like Starbucks was never cooler than at this point in time now it might be because Starbucks was just breaking into Canada at I was this point say, I, didn't really, I don't know Starbucks until very much later yeah it didn't yeah. come to the UK until one of later. the cool things when I first moved to the UK was the town I first moved well I moved to Barry St. Edmonds when I first moved here and then I relocated to Ely and Ely, I was like, it's got a Starbucks. That's cool. It's the only place I've ever been to where I've seen a Starbucks. The only Starbucks in the town closed down. Wow. Oh. It came back years later, but it took after I left. Yeah. But I was like, because there was a, there was a Starbucks right, and a Costa. Wasn't the right time in me. Oh, it was a great location. I don't yeah. know what went wrong for it, but yeah, I was. I was like, it was like a month and a half in. I was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, cost is more cost efficient, but there's something nice. Cost about, efficient. <laughs> <laughs> but there's something nice about a Starbucks. I do I do a, I do a lot of work at a Starbucks. I'll go. There's one on 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 a highway on the way to work. There was a really nice one when I went to San Fran. They did like a, a minty Christmas. Yeah, they got that sort of stuff. Like ice thing. That was really nice. You know where the two busiest Starbucks in the world are? San Francisco. Vancouver. At least at the time that I was there. Oh, Vancouver, yeah, yeah. Canada. Yeah. And they're located diagonally across the street from each other. Same intersection. Wow. Oh. Busiest two in the world. How come? Is it just traffic? Or? Just foot traffic, and they're just really big. They've built themselves for mass right. turnover and, and quick service. They're really big yeah, places. Yeah, huge. Right? I'd love to go back and see if, if, they're, st- if they're still there. Yeah. Uh, there's one in Lynn. That's quite recent, though. That was the first time I'd had a Starbucks. Is it really? One, I think. Or potentially in See, it's hard costs, for me because but, I, I got to this region around 2012. Yeah. So anything that was here, just for me, it's always been here. 
So when you guys talk about the Campbell's factory, yeah, yeah, I'm like, well, what are you talking about? I don't think to me, it's always been there. I don't think Starbucks has been there. I think Starbucks is after you've arrived. Really? I think so, yeah. Okay. Because there's there's two Starbucks in Lynn. There's one that's like in center. I didn't do a lot of stuff in Lynn until about 2015, so that's probably that. Yeah. I think the the newer one was like 2019. Anyway, for everybody else who's not from the Lynn region. not Russell the Posty. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So there we go. Um, where are we at next? Uh, I think I've, I think Russell the Posty and I have uh, conversed on a common day to come see the show. Hey, there we are. so that'd be so cool. Uh, he's bought his tickets. I know that much, so I know he's definitely in. Yeah, yeah. that's exciting. I'll tell you off mine quick which day it is. Um, so uh, Robert Wagner is back as number two now. If you remember, at the end of the first movie, number two gets put down in the flame pit. Yep, but he does have a scar. Yep. He's got like a burn mark. So it on looks like face, he, yeah. he, he gets down, he gets burned, but not killed. Uh, we meet Frau, we meet Frau Farbissina, played by Mindy Sterling. Uh, she's, Dr. Evil's catching up on people and she says she's in a dare to embrace the uh, love, but dare not speak its name. <laughs> um, she is now in a relationship with, with a woman Come on. called, uh, you, Unibrow, she plays on the LPGA. These are very lazy stereotypes, but I would say they're a product of their time. Product of time. Yeah. I'm, I was grateful looking back that this became, we didn't see this character at any point in the movie. It really wasn't a thing. No. So there we are. I mean, do you have any thoughts on Frau Fabricino or Unibrow? I mean, at least there was a, there was a relationship there. It's, it's better than nothing. For, for now. I'll say it wasn't judgmental. But yeah, no, that's what I mean. It yep. wasn't a judge. Yeah. It wasn't judged. The fact that she was dating a woman wasn't judged. The rest of the stereotypes are horrendous. But, uh, <laughs> the bit where she peels back the golf glove and puts her hand on it, saying, "Hold hands." No, I was just saying, it's kind of, it's kind yeah. of a cute joke. Um, I don't know what part of the fact that she's a, a golfer on the LPGA qualifies her to be around this table of like evil geniuses. <laughs> I guess people who play golf it's like, are evil. It's like, are we just like bringing our our relationships to work? Is that how it works here? Um. Dr. We've Evil's got, got a face full of foam. Sorry, go ahead. She was a swinger too. Uh, <laughs> um, he's got a face full of foam. He says, oh, it's how we drink it in Belgium. It's called a Belgian dip. That Number- was disgusting. It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, not everything here is a winner. It's not one. <laughs> I, I never went around going, oh, it's Belgian dip. It was one of the ones I was going around quoting. <laughs> yeah. Number two says that we've... Uh, well, we've gotten patient waiting for you to come back, so we've cloned you. And there's this it's great shot of the reveal because the it's shadow, it's yeah, backlit it's from it. from behind, and so it creates a, a very tall shadow. This is exactly like you in every way. And then the doors open, except one eighth your size. The weird <laughs> thing is that really did look like Mike Myers' shadow. Well, they they obviously would have projected like a it cutout of Mike Myers' yeah, 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 profile. Yeah. yeah, it's not a trick with the with the lighting. They've just done that instead. Oh, okay, cool. Um, They've just actually had him walk behind a scrim, yeah, and then film. Or they cut him out. Yeah, because it's a different shot. He's not in the chair. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. you can do all sorts of stuff. Uh, Meet Mini-Me, played by... Vernon Troy? Vernon Troy, yeah. Um, Sadly, no longer with us. No longer with us, Mm -hmm. no, no. Uh, Which I don't think is that uncommon for people who are uh, that, whatever. You messaged me and said he was a certain height, didn't you? Yeah. How, How tall was he, do you remember? 81 centimeters tall. So... Do you remember what that was in feet and inches? Two foot eight. Two foot eight. I think. Wow, it's got to be less than that. I think he's really small. I'll have another. Two look. foot eight's half your size. Yeah, I'm not tall. <laughs> no, no, but I'm saying he seemed two like he was. Eight. Oh, it's two foot eight. Fair enough. 
Um, and so he gets into his chair, and I don't know, because Dr. Evil didn't know he was here, but now there's a chair that mirrors his, and there's a, a second Mr. Bigglesworth. And wouldn't you have gone, hang on, what's this small miniature chair? It's kind of the end of Mr. Bigglesworth as well, because yeah. once Minnie Me shows up, the cat doesn't really matter. No, true. But he goes, no, Minnie Me, we do not gnaw on our kitty. Just love him and stroke him. It sounds like Kermit when I do it. <laughs> it does. Uh, and they hand their cats off, and Mini Me's clearly handed, handed to someone under the table. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's like clearly giving it's him the It's very cat. obvious that the guy's just doing this. He's going to take it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Scott's, um, so he says, we got to figure out how do I kill Austin Powers? He always defeats me. And Scott goes, yeah, I always defeat you because you don't kill him when you've got him because you're a big dumb dope. <laughs> Mini Me goes to kill him and is stopped. Uh, he's, he goes to hit the uh, the button on the on the death button, I guess, from the first no, movie. Mini Me. And he's told no, and then he gives Scott the finger, which tends to be a, a theme in this movie. Dr. Evil says, no, Austin Powers defeats me because he has mojo, the right stuff, what the French call a certain I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, I love that joke. For I don't know what. Which is a joke I yeah. made to you yeah, last yeah, week yeah, 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 as yeah. we recorded this two weeks ago by the way listeners would hear it on the pod. But the other way around, yeah. Nice about what the French call a certain I don't know what. Yeah. Yeah, je, je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. He, he says what the French call a certain I don't know what. He even, he doesn't, he's in the same way I delivered it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, that's amazing. What are the odds of that? I laugh when I say Did it. you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dr. Evil says I'm going to use a time machine to steal Austin Powers' mojo. And Scott goes, why are you doing that? Why not kill him on the crapper? <laughs> now, to be fair, we tried to kill him on the crapper in the first movie. <laughs> the guy with the lucky charms, right? Yeah, and my, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. And my least favorite joke in the first movie, which was, what did you eat? Yes. It's Tom Arnold, Roseanne's husband, didn't it? Yeah. And dot number two says, That's hey, right, wrestle with it. <laughs> why not take our knowledge of the stock market and make trillions? And Dr. goes, why make trillions when you can make Millions. Billions. Billions? Was it? He learns what billions are in the oh, first yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course he does. Yeah. To which point Scott it's goes, less. a trillion's more than a billion numbnuts. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, what? <laughs> and he goes, and then he goes, zip it. And this becomes the big thing here, you know. Uh, this is where I tell him the shush in this movie. He goes, when you got a longer problem, you should zip it. <laughs> zip it good. <laughs> I actually liked some of these. I thought some of these were quite funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I imagine a lot of this between the two of them was improv at least in its delivery yeah. some of them he'd have ready but it, yeah. i think a lot of scott's reactions are in the moment yeah, yeah. he'd have had them yeah. like in his brain but the way he like yeah yeah because all he's got to do is react dr evil can have the material but how he's getting there i think that's probably a little bit looser yeah yeah uh dr evil's gonna travel to 1969 runs into the portal but of course it's not turned on so he falls backwards <laughs> all the way backwards goes not turned on. Uh, he's really good with physical humor, even as, especially as the Dr. Evil character, though, the physical humor is really good with that character specifically. Yeah. Um, and he ma- ends up making the move and we go split screen and we see him arriving in 1969. Should we ask how they have a portal in 1969? They've no. sent the instructions. How do you send the instructions without them having a portal to send the instructions through? Shh. <laughs> You you saw Tenet. He had that was like a big plot point in the of Tenet. 60s and was waiting for him to remember it's in the thirty-year process. They yes. sent it as a fact. That's why <laughs> he is the crime genius that he is. Is it? Uh, meet young number two, played by Rob Lowe. Now I love Rob Lowe. If you're a British viewer, this is his second straight Austin Powers movie he's been in. Yeah, if you're an American viewer, it's not. 
Oh, was it? Oh. We talked about this when the first one came on. All those cutaways with the guy at Hooters and stuff like that. None of that was in the Brit- in the oh, North American version of, of it. Of course, yeah. And I felt it dragged last time we talked about and it. And also, he um, was in Wayne's World. Yeah, Rob Lowe is a Rob Lowe's quite. He's a great counterpoint to Mike Myers because he he's he's such a good looking dude. Yeah, he is. And he's suave and he's tall and he's thin and he's handsome. He's he's all these things, right? I this think this is young number two. Yeah, yeah. I think this is a second appearance in the pod. I think it's just the two Austin Powers movies. I recognize the name. I'm trying to find out. Rob Lowe's um, Parks and Rec. Yeah, I was going to say he's Chris Traeger in Parks and Rec. St. Elmo's Fire. Yeah, I mean he's got a, a lot of he's got a lot of TV licenses to him. He's been Brothers and Sisters. He's been The West Wing. Swing, yeah. There we go. Uh, Rob Lowe's impression of Robert Wagner is so spot on because Lowe used to date one of Wagner's daughters. Wow. Oh. Was that a burp? Did you just burp? <laughs> no, that was me saying, oh. Oh. I'm sorry. That sounded like a burp. Your voice is turning to. L- yeah. <laughs> I promise I'm not going to do the rag on Ethan episode. No, but no. no it's. The, the episode that I couldn't appear when we did Le Mans 66, I sounded like 10 times worse. <laughs> There is controversy at the moment around uh, Robert Wagner, isn't there? Is there? With the fact that, yeah, with his then-wife, Natalie Wood, um, supposedly drowned off their yacht. Oh, jeez. Okay. So um, Christopher Walken and Robert Wagner were both on the boat at the time, and they think, going by some reports, that Christopher Walken was having an affair with her or something. And... um, her body first found um, a day later. Well, folks, go use the Google machine. See what you can learn. So, yeah, I'm only, I'm only just because I've read about it recently. Yeah. Um, uh, and he's always denied it. And so, yeah. Okay. Um, Doctor- Alleg- allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Dr. Evil's impressed with how young and vibrant number two looks like. He looks, you look so vibrant and youthful. And then he turns, he goes, hello, Dr. Air. <laughs> and he turns and he sees Frau and Frau's the same. It's a great visual joke. He goes, you look so right. <laughs> uh, He's very good at that. And he right. asks number two, do I have what I asked? Because we received your plans from the future. Again, asking the question how this happened. But uh, he goes, do, do I have my lair to one? He goes, absolutely. He said, I have a hollowed out volcano lair. <laughs> and he goes, Yes, and that's the difference. In 1969, number two can do what he wants. Yeah. Yeah, but nothing's got red tape to it. He can be the mad genius he wants to be. He's not really a mad genius, though, is he? Number two. No, but he can... No, no. uh, Dr. Evil can be the mad genius he wants to be. okay, okay, okay. Back in 1999, uh, Austin Powers is with Ivana Humpalot. He's told Rebecca Romaine to go home. Uh, She goes, Austin, do you know how we keep warm in Russia? And he's like, I can guess, baby. She goes, we play chess. I guessed wrong. <laughs> Austin's first move, for the record, is illegal. He takes a knight and he jumps it like four squares. You can't do that. That's not a legal move. Just saying. No, you have to move the pawn first, doesn't you? Nope. You can move the knight. The knight can, can jump, but he can only go two spaces and then one space. So it's an L shape. But rather than go two up and one over, he goes like four up and one over. Uh-huh. Illegal move. Oh, uh, okay. Everybody else was looking at the woman with the deep cleavage. I was looking at the chess tactics. You're looking at the chest? Chess. And nope. everybody else looking, looking at the, the chest. chest. Very good. <laughs> um, and I'll tell you what, if you're like, you guys are disgusting for making sexual metaphors out of a chess game, you got the movie's got nothing on us, or we nope. got nothing on the movie, sorry. Nope. Because um, she's... <sighs> there's bits where <laughs> she's rubbing the top of two bishops, 
<laughs> because the top of their head have little pips on them, which look, yeah. I guess, like nipples is what's supposed to be suggestive. Be, yeah. She's being quite suggestive by running like a pawn or something across her mouth. Yeah. Austin instead starts to choke on one. <laughs> Uh, and then he chokes, he catches himself from choking, and he uh, his eyes have one question for you, baby. Do I make you horny, baby? Do I make you randy? Yeah. Do and I make you horny? Do I make you randy? Do it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> she instantly goes, I give up. I am working for Dr. Evil. <laughs> but I find you irresistible. And he's like, yes, <laughs> Why yes. is your Russian Italian? <laughs> <laughs> It's a me. <laughs> I'm on a hump a lot. <laughs> An Italian Russian. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is it, is it more offensive if it's a good Russian accent? I don't know. Um, and so uh, she gives up Dr. Evil. Uh, meanwhile, we go back to 1969 and Dr. Evil's explaining this time we've got an operative inside the Ministry of Defense. And uh, Frau's like, really? And he goes, Squiddles the chair and goes, really? And he goes, and he's going to go steal Austin Powers' mojo. And she goes, really? And he has to, again, turn the chair and look first and go, really? really? And we meet Fat Bastard. Um, not the most original name in the world. No. You definitely couldn't do his part now. No. No. Um, he's, uh, works, he's Scottish. Uh, played by Mike Myers. Yeah. George, did you pick up this Mike Myers? I did, not because of how he looked, but because it sounded exactly fucking like Freck. So <laughs> it wasn't hard to put yeah. two and two As a Canadian, I'll argue, there are, I'll argue there's a distinct difference between the two, but yeah. I'll give there it really it. isn't. Okay. Especially when he said the word donkey. <laughs> does he? Oh, yeah, I can choke does. a donkey. Yeah. Um, I want to eat the baby. So the, his commanding officer is like telling him what to do, and then he says, and try and lose some weight. And he goes, yes, sir. And he goes, oh, he's crying for me. I, I ain't a baby. <laughs> and then he plays because he's Scottish. He's got to have bagpipes on him. Very, and no one questions very it. Very cliche. And he plays the bagpipes, and smoke comes out and knocks all the other guards out. Apart from then, himself. Apart from himself. Why is that? Because he's wearing all the makeup and the prosthetics, isn't he? Movie's got a movie, hasn't it? And he has a drill. And apparently, stealing mojo is literally like drilling into someone's scrotum yeah this is so ridiculous and pulling out and mojo looks like um red liquid jelly goo. it looks like a hologram no, i thought it looked like liquid goo Liqu- from like like ghostbusters 2 it's got pieces of silver in it <laughs> it's like that that rum or that vodka with like the gold flakes in it yeah yep and meanwhile, it says, meanwhile, back in 1999 austin powers like these two timelines are not running parallel that's not how time travel works yeah I've lost my mojo. Yeah, he's he's um oh he's having a shag, I suppose we'll say, with Ivana Hump a lot. And um instead, yes, he's found out indeed that uh, he's lost his mojo all of a sudden. Which implies that how, how like, he would have the way time travel works is he would have all, always not had his mojo yeah. in the nineties. It's my Bill and Ted argument again for Bill and Ted face the music. Yeah. Um and so uh, apparently now it means he's impotent so the next thing we have that happens is British intelligence confirms that Austin Powers, <laughs> Basil says we can confirm you have indeed lost your mojo um, Basil tells Austin and uh, not to worry about the time travel logic too much and he looks at us and goes that goes for you too and Mike <laughs> Myers goes yes I read that was an ad lib but the camera's placed too like, he even breaks the fourth wall and Mike Myers goes with it if it's an ad lib it's a very clever one by Mike Myers to play along 
Yeah, because yeah. it did break the fourth wall looking yeah. at the camera. It might not have been originally scripted, but then they did it. They worked on they, it and shot and it. They shot it since, yeah. yeah. Um, Austin drives the wrong way. Uh, it, it's all, I guess. <laughs> he backs up into a, into a row of monitors that all fall down. He goes, sorry, that looked expensive. Only for about five more years and flat screens are coming in. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, he drives, and for some reason, he lands on the upper floor of his apartment in London in 1969. Yeah, why would you do that? Don't know. Um, I don't know why everybody's parted in his house. Yeah, if he's frozen, why is his house being parted up? Yeah, you would. You'd, yeah, makes no sense. Wouldn't it just be locked up? Locked up. Yep. And he tells someone, "Hey, get your hands off my hiney!" A joke I made literally the night before I watched this. <laughs> um. On a thing of Heineken, right? Yeah, so Heineken, it was an old, yeah. I think it was an old uh, thing. And then I we, reckon his inspiration was Mel Brooks. Who, Matt Myers? Yeah. I would think he's. Because I'm not being funny. Every joke you could ring out of this, he wrung it out. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it's all right. I mean, it doesn't. Not all of them, I think he's just playing with a lot of averages. If I throw a lot of stuff out there, some stuff will stick. <laughs> uh, I, I think this is. I, I'm with what George heard. I'm, I think this is Dr. Evil's movie. Yeah. I think he's gotten the way the funnier material. That Austin does. Austin comes off a bit, a bit, a bit of a dick. He's a bit of a straight man in this. If I'm being honest, yeah. Uh, we then <laughs> a bit of a dick. We then hear <laughs> one of my funny. least favorite covers. He lost of, his mojo. Sorry. We then hear one of my least favorite covers of all time. American Just, Woman by Lenny Kravitz. Oh, I love it. Do you? I hate this. American Woman. I love it. You got to keep in mind. A, he's American. Yeah. Like this song is written by the Guess Who. That's, that's uh, the that's, name of the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But guess who? That's, that's a good cover. Uh, not cover, the good original. Who are Canadians? Yeah. Uh, so American Woman Stay Away From Me. Uh, it's like a, a partially legit and partially a metaphor for Canadians breaking into the, into the American market. Yeah. And the fear of it, it'll change them. That was the first time I heard American Woman, though, through him. What? And then I went back and listened to the original. Because I went, this is great. And someone said, this is not... Yeah, his song. This yeah. is somebody else's. That original riff. Was done when they were playing a gig somewhere. A string broke. Randy Bachman went ahead, who's the uh, lead guitar player of Guess Who. Yep. Strings it back up, plays that as a way. Am I in tune? Sort of thing. Oh, okay. And just d- creates the riff. And they went, oh, let's hang on to that. I, I, that's that. That's a good riff. That is a good riff. And so as this comes across, um, Austin has met Robin Swallows, <laughs> maiden named Spitz. Which is it, baby? Spitz or Swallows? <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> yeah. well, you, you, you like this one. <laughs> no, it's because as kids... Um, it was Liam. We're like tw- when this came out, we were like twenty. Well, that's what I meant. We're, we're twenty years younger, aren't we? <laughs> I mean, it was it was an ongoing joke then. Do you know what I mean? A lot of stuff just uh, was it. Yeah, it was because of this you would, movie. You and I must have lived very different lives. <laughs> um, American woman played uh, by Lenny Kravitz. We said already, and we meet Felicity Shagwell, played by Heather, Heather Graham. Graham. Yeah. The way everybody, the way everybody else felt about Liz Hurley, yeah, I very much felt about <laughs> about Heather Graham at the time. I remember first. I thing, was in love with this woman. Ira, she's well. We'll leave that to later. But um, she was in a film with the Hames, the oh, Hames, the Corys, Corey Feldman and Corey Haim. She was in License to Drive. Okay, it was a film I saw before this. 
When Heather Graham was asked to audition for the role at Mike Myers' request, she was saved from a porn career. Because she was called by her agent, she was before she was called by her agent, she was seriously considering accepting a major part in a softcore lesbian movie after not having any meaningful film roles in close to 18 months. The first thing she did after getting paid for this movie was buy a copy of the porno in which she would have appeared. Huh. Wow. Sure. Austin approaches her and says, those are skin tight. How do you get into those pants, baby? She goes, you can start by buying me a drink. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you set him up better than he does. Austin Powers rotates. Uh, oh, so so Robin Swallows keeps coming and trying to engage with him because she's clearly the interrupts. Yeah, yeah. And she pulls him over to the side and he goes, "Come with me." Do you? I think she even offers him a three way if he comes this way. And he's like, "All right, all right, all right." And then he sees in her eyes, there's a, a guy who's ready to throw a knife. And so he spins her around. So he uses her as a human shield. Yeah. Oh, I love this. <laughs> oh, she's trying to get killed. It's turned about fair play, sure. Uh, um, and then she lands on the floor and goes, use that. You get prepared to die, Powers. Use the machine gun. And so the guy gets his machine gun out. And then he picks her back up again and uses her as a shield. <laughs> and then he throws her back out on the ground and she goes, you stop bazooka. And he fires this like rocket launcher at him and he uses her as a, as a shield. And somehow the fact that she gets hit takes all the, the ow off of him, I guess. Yeah. And they go, they fall, they're falling to the ground. She goes, the fall will kill us both powers. And so he grabs her and like lands on her instead. Again, like that's somehow going to really break the fall. But he gets up and she yells something else to me. He goes, why won't you die? Same with the one with Will Ferrell in the first one, wasn't it? Except for we can see him the whole time. The Will Ferrell one, he's off camera, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I hate Will Ferrell. There's some gunfire. And uh, from up top, the the, the, the killer's still trying to, to kill. And um, Felicity Shagwell comes by with the save. And we know it's her again because we get the Lenny Kravitz American Woman riff as they do it. It's still a good song. They introduce. So the problem is, it's your introduction to it. To me, it was a bastardization yeah, of a classic, yeah, I know. and it's not a cover that does anything original with it. No, they don't. It's still a don't don't don't. Yeah, the only yeah. thing's different is he's got he's got the Lenny Kravitz vocal. But I saw That's him it. live do this. That was. It's like no doubt doing. It's my life. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, yeah. It went. People did really good. But people who like that song, you know who they are. People who didn't hear the original yeah, yeah, one I ever. Because you hear it, you're like you've done nothing new with it. Yeah. It's also Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin. Is it Cheryl Crow who did Blackbird? I think Cheryl Crow did a cover of Blackbird. Did she? Yeah. And I'm like, again, you've done nothing new. I like when they do something new. Yeah. Yeah. Be like when. Oasis, um, I'm the walrus. New. Brilliant. Yeah. Different. Yeah. Shane O'Connor, nothing compares to you. New. Yeah. Just saying. Joe Cocker, a little help from my friends. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You could argue a better version. A better, yeah. Love Smash Joe Cocker. Mouth, I'm a believer. Uh, fight me <laughs> what are you arguing new or you arguing better it's it sound it's just both oh it's not better it's better uh, the monkey's version is monkey's version no the monkey's version is yeah. yeah. boring what's 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 the smash mouth who's they smash they're, they're all star somebody once told me the world hey oh, now, I know that one, yeah. Not, yeah i know i'm a believer <laughs> I'm, I'm a believer at the end of shrek i mean everybody knows that Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's that version. Yeah. 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 Yep. Far better. Nah. Um, well, at, least, at least different, though. It fits, it fits that bit. Yeah, it's different. It sounds different. If it's nothing more than just the tone of the guitars, but it does something different. 
Yeah. Um, they introduce each other, and she goes, uh, Austin Powers by name, Power by reputation. She goes, Felicity Shagwell. Shagwell by name, Shag very well by reputation. <laughs> She's just sexy and wonderful. Yeah, I prefer Elizabeth Hurley, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Say tomorrow, I say potato. That's, That's the other way around. Right. Your girlfriend's name is Felicity, isn't it? She is, yeah. <laughs> I said I watched the film earlier, and I said, that has got your name in it. I forgot. <laughs> uh, so they're driving, he goes, you know what's interesting? That England looks in no way like Southern California. <laughs> of course, because... It's filmed in Southern It's being Cal- shot in Southern California. Yeah, yeah. As were most James Bond films. Were they? Well, some of these sort of shots. That's, that's what it's a shot at, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I thought they were filmed on... Um, Sound stages in um, Pinewood. Not like the driving sequences. Well, probably not. That's probably more like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's re-meet Mustafa. Mustafa. Played by? Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Uh, oh, is that Will Ferrell? Yep. I hate Will Ferrell. He goes, do you remember me, Mr. Powers? Oh, I did, sadly. And he goes, I don't know you, but your Fez is mm. familiar. Ah, <sighs> uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> They yeah, fi- I think of Tommy Cooper when I see a Fez. They fight. Br- well, I think of Fezes are cool, don't I? Yeah. They yeah. fight briefly. He can't stay. It turns out they ask him the question three times. He's just like, oh, they go, well, why do you tell us so easily? He goes, I can't stand to be asked the same question three times. It irritates the hell out of me. And so they ask him another question. And he answers and they try him another question. And he goes, oh, do I really have to ask you two more times? He's like, go to hell powers. Is it like, fine? Where is Dr. Evil's secret volcano lair? And they both go, ah, you have to answer him. Even I was going, no, it's the second time he's asked that question. Yeah. And Mufasa goes, no, no, that is the first line in a new line of questioning. But it doesn't necessarily interrupt the first one. She goes, well, why are you being so slavish to the three-question format, man? <laughs> uh, man, I made him sound like a stoner. Oh, I made him like that instead. Sound like was, Felix. That was not where I was going. Oh, Felix. No, if I do a Felix impression. How would I do that if I was Felix? How would you do a Felix impression? You sounded more like the girl from Electric Mayhem. I would go, um, oh, that's the first line in a new line of questioning. That's not bad. <sighs> nah, I don't think it's close I'm, enough. I'm going I'm to hear about that. That's yeah, not bad. He's not really he, he does impressed not like people making He doesn't, he doesn't, no, he doesn't no, like No, because like he's got a distinct voice. He does, know? he And does. he doesn't like when people do impressions of him. Oh, uh, no. I did one once in front you of him. You might need to cut that. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. leave it in. I'm going to leave it it's, in. It's, really? Especially I'm, I'm sorry, brave. all impressions. Sorry, <laughs> um, So, meanwhile, at the background, some woman is, is pushing a, a baby in a pram. <laughs> and it's not a baby. It's Mini-Me who uses a blow dart to hit Mustafa before he can give away the information. He falls down over the edge of this uh, highway cliff spot. Throws at the middle finger as he gets primed away. And again, you have to ask, if you can do this, why didn't you just do the same to Felicity Shagwell and Austin Powers? Yeah, exactly. Movie's got a movie. Yeah, yeah movie's got a movie. Sup? Also, I did, I did appreciate, because there was a joke about the British countryside, wasn't there, just before this. Yep. They literally, I'm trying, <laughs> they just they put a red box. phone box there. <laughs> just chilling. And it was there earlier in the movie, and it yeah. was the same corner, and yeah. I was like, oh, it's a phone box. Uh, <laughs> a random corner. Uh, it turns out, was, Mustafa isn't dead, or Mustafa isn't dead, uh, and he's—it's the same joke. This one is the first movie. Can you help me, please? Legs. I got it broken. I'm gonna try standing up. Oh, it's definitely broken. I'll uh, try the can other. Can you help, leg. please? Uh, it's very—I think I fear it's becoming infectious and might be gangrenous. It the wound almonds. is beginning to smell a little like almonds. <laughs> back it's to the volcano. Funny. Back to the volcano lair. Fat bastard meets everyone else. 
and they say, first things first. Don't even bounding. Boom, oh, boom, like you, you, you think it's a volcanic eruption. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, where is your shitter? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a crap on deck that could choke a donkey. <laughs> Start to turtle. And he said, yeah, I got, I got a turtle head poking out. That's not even funny. I don't know what I'm laughing. And then Minnie Me brings the money out and drops it. And he's like, oh, cripes. He looks like a baby. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher than you in the food chain. Get in my belly. I want to eat the baby. And he goes, I'll tell you what, Dr. Evil. You can keep your money and I'll eat your baby. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back ribs. <laughs> uh, and not uh, the number two is like, excuse me. <laughs> I want my baby back, baby back ribs. Chili's baby back ribs. <laughs> I think Chili's had a huge boost in, in like sales after this came out. Really? Yeah. Um, doctor, especially if you order a baby back ribs, because it gives you an excuse to sing it and, and to save a line, doesn't it? True, yeah. So he gives Dr. Evil the mojo. Dr. Evil drinks the mojo. Instantly, you get Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. Let's get it on. And he, like, raises his eyebrows and frow. And she's like, mm. he's like, all right, everybody. Private time. But also, can we just remember the fact he drinks the mojo? He drinks the mojo. Does come out of... Yep. He, 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 doesn't, he doesn't know where it's come from. <laughs> this tastes like mojo. No, I mean for later in the film, he drinks the mojo. Yep. There should be no mojo left. There should be no mojo left. That's a good point. Um... A bed appears out of nowhere, and he's like, don't worry, Mama. It won't get weird. <laughs> it was one weird. for me, one for my homies. <laughs> There's a lot of Dr. Evil trying to act black in this movie. Yeah. Well, even has like a whole rap. So, Just the I'm, two I'm, of us. I'm okay with the rap uh, because of who it is. We'll talk about it in a minute. Um, and then the eyes in the volcano lair shut. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And we have all the volcanic eruption metaphors that you see in a bunch of other things. And then instead we go out and about in London. And this is the monkeys. I'm a believer. <laughs> I thought love was only true in fairy tales. That's only from the Smash Mouth version. How oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I see. That, that bounce, bounce, bounce. Yeah. Um, Ethan has his hand What up. is it with Mike Myers' films, and I'm a believer, is the question I want to ask. I think I might have to go, because it's just kind of hurting now. All right, buddy. Okay. I see you so later, I'll, Ethan. I'll, I'll send the, the age game to someone in my little rating. Please do. Don't send it to me. Cool. Take care, bud. Okay. <laughs> see you, mate. See you, guys. Bye. Bye. <coughs> that was Ethan. Uh, the question I have is, I'm a believer. Two Mike Myers' films, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just seems to be a thing. Uh, they kiss a guardsman. There's a whole... Actually, it's really fun. The bit they were the guardsman where they, they, they put the different hat on, different sequences and all that I stuff. I like those little... Yeah. It's like... Takes. It's like... Um, jump, jump, cu- jump cuts. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of jump cuts. I like those jump cuts. And uh, she kisses him on the cheek. He doesn't react. Austin kisses him on the cheek. And he smiles. And he goes, ooh. <laughs> it's just cute. Uh, then Austin grabs his... Uh, his hat and sort of kiss like an American football and they chase off. And it's a nice way to end that. And they stop by a cafe. Uh, she asks him what the future's like. He lies. He says the whole planet's run by damn dirty apes. <laughs> yeah. Return, uh, the planet of the apes, yeah. isn't it? And he goes, flying cars. Do you say flying cars? Yeah. And we eat our, our, our meals in pill form. Yeah. And uh, he goes, I had you for a second. She goes, you can have me for even longer if you'd like. She's great. 
She is. And then we have the song, I'll never fall in love again. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bert Bacharach. And Mr. And, uh, oh, 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 Hal David? Oh, no, no, Elvis Costello. What do you get when you fall in love? Oh, it's a lovely song. to burst your bubble. What do you get for all your troubles? I'll never fall in love again. I'll never fall in love again. It's a great song. Um, he says to her, you're quite good on your feet because they dance. She goes, I'm even better off my feet. <laughs> this was originally supposed to be, I'm even better on my back. Uh, it was deemed inappropriate. I'm going to say this. What? I'm going to say this. It's a way better line. I'm even better off my feet. Yeah. That's a way better line. I'm on my back is just too much. Like it's, it's just, smutty, it's just bass. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. even better off my feet is playful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad they changed that. Yeah. It's a better line. Much, much better. Because her whole gear needs to be, she's playful and flirty and yeah, you know, is, is seducing or whatever the case might be, but not to a pay up. It's charming. You know what I mean? But if you get to just, yeah, you may as well just be, it, it's just way too overt. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, cause yeah. Less is more. Less is more. Uh, the morning after the night before, uh, Dr. Evil and Frau are both getting coffee in the morning and they are obviously making very stilted, um, small talk. Got weird, didn't it? Got weird in the air. She goes, you haven't called. He said, well, I told you I wouldn't, can't listen to fear with my taking over the world. <laughs> so she goes, you know, I will never love another man. <laughs> she didn't. And he goes, that's true. Yes, you're right. <laughs> she goes, Dr. Evil, I'm late. And he goes, no, no. this is a bit of a trope oh, in movies where yeah. you go, where you go, oh, no, no, you got here. They don't, they don't get it. She goes, no, I'm late. And then in walks Scott Evil through, through the portal. Perfectly timed. Yeah. There's no way Scott's 30. No. There's no way Scott's 30. Um, <laughs> just saying that. And Dr. Uh, Scott says, I came over here and I kind of thought maybe we, we could connect. And he goes, now he's just found out he's, he's his legitimate, like not even like, like, like a proper, he's not like someone we made, you know, genetically engineered in a lab. Like no. it, it's a proper, you did it the old fashioned way, yeah. which doesn't work. It's the bootstrap paradox because yeah. he was his son before he went back in time and had sex with Frau. Yep. So he shouldn't be there. Yep. It's Bill and Ted logic again. Um, he says, you had your chance, but you blew it. I've already had someone created in my image. He's evil. He wants to take over the world, and he fits in the most overhead compartments. <laughs> uh, we go back to Austin's shag pad, as he refers to it. You might call it a Mojo Doja Castle House. Mojo Doja Castle House. No, it's not a Mojo Doja Castle House. He's lost his mojo, so it's just a Dojo Castle House. Very well played. Yeah, that's right. Dojo Castle House. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't want to have sex, and he's like, "She doesn't. She's a professional. She doesn't want to have sex." Now, keep in mind every other line she said in this movie. Yeah, exactly. Like her line is her purpose in this movie is bat your eyes and say something a little suggestive. Mm-hmm. That's been her role to this point. Um, she wants one of his world famous massages, which I haven't heard anything about so far. I've heard that he's good at you know he, he's a secret agent slash fashion photographer because that's a thing. Yep. Um. But she she lets down these like straps in the back of her top, and it's just a bare back now. Yeah. Along with the shot of squeezing the lotion, and it sort of flies off. It's yeah, a, it's a fun joke. Um, she propositions him 
and he turns her down and it's quite sad and she goes is it me and he goes i can't explain you can say it's not you yeah and you can also say i've lost my mojo yes that's not many words to say, Mr. Powers. No. I've lost my mojo. You like to talk the rest of the time. My problem with Austin Powers in the second movie is he's become very 90s acclimatized, which is fine. Okay? Mm-hmm. So he's now turned into the 90s. So he's everything Vanessa... Uh, Vanessa? Yeah. Yeah. Everything Vanessa wanted to be in the first movie. But it's like he forgot his own journey and then judges Felicity on everything. Yeah. When he was like that. When you were like that before... You, People are much more patient with you. Yeah, a lot more. So that's Austin my Powers issue is, is that dick. he's forgotten his own journey. That's my issue of Austin, number two. Mm. Um, so he walks out, and then Basil's head pops out of nowhere. On a screen. From behind the bed. Yeah. If Austin had been DTF, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Basil's seen worse, but it would have yeah. been quite the image. Heck, maybe that's why he calls Austin. <laughs> maybe you wanted to know. Um Basil says she shouldn't get too close to Austin, but needs to plant a tracking device on Fat Bastard by any means necessary. Uh, now, first off, she's American. Does she not work for the American Secret Service? Why is yeah. he able to give her missions to do? Because you... Movie's got a movie. Don't know an American secret agent, man. It's not. Yeah, the whole <laughs> the whole British intelligence is Austin and whoever he's with at the moment. Yeah. There's no other spies. You can't, there's no room for another head spy. Austin's supposed to be frozen. What was the Ministry of, of Intelligence? Mm-hmm. Basil Exposition, making coffee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which tastes like shit. So we get the song, which is an even worse song than American Woman. Actually, I, I like American. This isn't true. I like American Woman as a song. Good song. But when I compare it to the original, I way prefer the original. Okay, yeah. So when it would come on this radio, I'd be like, yeah, I have a bit of a love-hate thing with it. I effing hate Beautiful Stranger by Madonna. Is that a... That's Madonna. Yeah, is that an original song? No, no, I just hate the song. Oh, okay. If you smile and you look away, haven't you heard? I fell in love with a beautiful stranger. Yeah, it's shit. It's, it's, it's a bad song. It is bad. But you got Madonna attached to your... So when she makes a music video, it promotes the movie. And when you do the movie, it promotes Madonna. So yeah. they're getting in the bed together, which he can't do because he's lost his mojo. In the bed together. <laughs> um, Austin stares at his... I'm calling it a corpse. And Felicity stares at Fat Bastard in bed. So he's like naked here, right? Yeah, and there's like little bits of like chicken, chicken. and meat and like I all of these crevices. Turn away! I could not physically watch this. I was about to genuinely like turn it off or throw up. I had to just turn away wow. until the next scene happened. And he's like, "Do you want? Uh, Do you want some chicken?" <laughs> it's hard because his his whole character. I mean, he's called Fat Bastard, right? His whole character is based on the idea that he's just eats. That that's his whole thing. But his bed is even surrounded by like. Food. Mass amounts of food. And he has to like shift his weight and move himself over. And it's even with the night, even with the late nineties, it's really walking a line. It is walking a line. I think so. And he rolls over and she has this this tracking device that Basil showed her, and she we assume she sticks it up his backside. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, frisky are we? 
and then it cuts. Here's my question. I got, I, my main one's this. How do f- the laws of object permanence work in the Austin Powers universe? She, he shows her a tracking device on a TV screen. I'm assuming she had to go pick this up. Yes, she did, yeah. Okay, because it just seems like she just drives the fat bastards and just materialized in her purse. Maybe she's got one already. A <laughs> backup. I'll tell you what, it's huge. It is huge. You couldn't do better than this? I know it's 1969, but you couldn't do better than this? Also, it fl- why it does flashes. She, if it needs to be planted on him, why does you stick it up his butt or it's just going to come back out like immediately? So where else do you put it? We have to try to get him to swallow it, so at least it's inside him for a while. Um, here's under, my other question, though. The tracker's so we know where he is. To what end? So you can arrest him? She's with him right now. Yeah, if you know where he lives. There is no need to track him. <laughs> it's <fucking> ridiculous. <laughs> they track him later on, and the stool sample, like, she was in the... The mission was to put the room on it, put it on him, so we can later find out where he is? Yeah. But you know where John, he is. <laughs> so finding him... him how does she find him? The finding him negates the need to plant the tracker on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need the tracker so she can find him to put the tracker on him. Yeah. It's like at least like this movie knows at points that it's shit being shitty and that it is like not making sense. And then it acknowledges those points. And then other times it's shitty because it's lazy and won't acknowledge those points. And then it's just bad. I think you had an idea for a character. And I do appreciate the fact that Austin Powers in his universe tried to expand the list of characters each time while giving us some things we and the third one's very guilty of just playing the hits the third yeah. one's very guilty of just playing the hits again uh the second one tried the it, out of the three tries the most to do one felt like something you did on it was like an snl sketch it was like on a budget one felt like definitely maybe and they tried to do what's the story for the second <laughs> can't get on board with this <laughs> one is not a timeless movie it's not. Um, I, I prefer one over two. You prefer one because it's got Liz Hurley in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. You're not wrong. Yeah. The second one's got Liz Hurley in it. Well, briefly. Yeah, very brief. Yeah. Um, so he's. Uh, we, we we then go to Doctor Evil's lair. He's got this 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 planet uh, this Earth, and then he's got like a moon on like a rotating kind of. Um, I don't know what to call it. Just access thing. Access thing that surrounds it. Yeah. And he showed how the laser... I'm, I am doing the finger quotes. Why do they finger quote the laser bit every time? Laser. I understand why they finger quote the Death Star, but why do they finger quote laser? Because I think the deal is when he comes over from the 60s into the 90s, a laser was this crazy technology, and they kind of make fun of him for having to use the, the laser. But now that he's gone back to the 60s, he's still... But in the 60s, it might make sense to do it. Because I don't think lasers were very big back then. Yeah, I just don't understand it. Um, and so, so, so basically I've turned because it rotates around the earth I've created, turned the moon into a death star <laughs> I understand why they like finger quote that cause, and that's, that's funny Scott like, Evil laughs he goes got, okay Darth <laughs> which is also funny because obviously this like yeah and he coughs and goes rip off which is kind of funny because both Robot Chicken which he's involved in and Family Guy would do Star Wars rip offs um, he says, and because the about lasers was created by the renowned physicist Dr. Alan Parsons, I want to call this the Alan Parsons Project. <laughs> <laughs> the Alan Parsons Project, Jordan. A we're a progressive rock band. In well, I knew that because Scott decided, Scott tells us yes, this a bit later. Which is, uh, and I needed that because I didn't get the I joke. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't when I first joke. saw it, I didn't get yeah, it. Yeah, well. No, I know what the Alan Parsons Project oh, is. Okay. No, not at all. Don't, don't they do, is it serious? Do they do that? 
pass. I'm not a big fan. I just know that they are a band. It's a song. I'm not into progressive rock. It's a song that the Chicago Bulls used to come into all the time. So I'm going to see if it is. Uh, Yes, I think it is. So if anybody out there who doesn't know what I'm talking about, it was this. See, hopefully it plays. Oh, it does too. Great. Chicago Bulls came into this every night. It was their warm-up like intro. And now welcome Bills, that's your what Chicago Bulls. Oh actually, this is quite cool. In a second, they go like There have been oh. a bunch <laughs> of terrible heel turns. That was what culture's 10 WWE betrayals that made zero sense. Oh, parts fun known. Apologies. That was funny. But yeah, it's so that. I was getting into that. I tell you what, I don't often hear much of a difference, but with that playing as well, I could really hear the quality in these headphones. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's because that's like proper music. Yeah. yeah. The Bluetooth on this is so good. It is brilliant, isn't it? Um, so, ah, we'll say this. Maybe we can create a situation where people can leave audio feedback for you. You never know. We could play it. Wow. Just a thought for the future. Um, I thought it would require me to actually, like, have... Edit and press buttons and... Well, no, if it's on my phone, it'd be all right. Just be able to go play. Um, So, anyway, that's that's the Alan Parsons Project. Dr. Evil then does the shush game. I listen to Alan Parsons Project. That's probably the best thing I've heard of. Um, Uh, With Scott Evil and is chastised by number two, who then... So he goes... So he's going to go, shh. And, you sh- 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 and then, and then, number two's like Doctor Evil, please. And he's like, oh, oh, you think you you think you're the big boy now? <laughs> you're the boss. He grabs the the globe and starts bouncing. Huh? You, you want to be the boss, the big man? And he throws the ball and hits number face. two in the face. He's like, oh, you are you gonna cry? He's like, no, no, I'm not gonna. You can cry. And he cries in the third one. He's like, that's what I thought. And then he like takes a basketball shot and sinks it and celebrates his... Uh, I wonder I like how many fact. times he had to do that to get that to like bounce in there properly. Of a shot? I think a bunch yeah. of times because that'd be really yeah. easy to bounce out. I think he got it the first time. That's why he went, yeah. I think it's like the 20th time. And that's why he went, yeah. <laughs> All right. Austin Powers sees Felicity in the uh, city. Um, very Austin Powers, London. Small, mm-hmm. small, small, small place in the 60s, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only 20 people live in London in the 60s. You know that? Yeah. Uh, and she goes, oh, I was worried. He goes, and at this point now, he's like, I've lost my mojo. And he's totally cool. He's like, I can tell you he this now. He can explain it now. Yeah. He goes, it wasn't, oh, I thought it was me. Oh, no, you're totally shagadelic, baby. Ew. She then explains she put a tracking device on Fat Bastard and tries to explain how she did it. And he's like, no, look, it's working. Like, you know where he is. Yeah. Why do you need to track someone you literally would just work? I fucking hate this. <laughs> then uh, they go chasing after and they find out that it was in Paddington Station, but it's because fat bastards use the biggest toilet I've seen in a public place in England that ever. That's a big old toilet store. You got a lot of space for a train station in the UK. He would have not gone into the toilet I had to go into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he left a floater, we're told. and so, It's a floater! Uh, in the lab. So- we cut to, and the, there's a coffee put beside a stool sample. Ugh. And I because this, this is one of those where you, you can know see it where coming. it's going to yeah. go, and it's just not funny, and they don't even build it up to be funny. And Austin hates being in the lab. I think the idea is that he goes to drink it, and he keeps getting stopped. I think that's where the, the, the humor is supposed to be. But it's just not. And he goes, we found some rare minerals. And then he goes, whoop-dee-doo, Basil, <laughs> what does it mean? And he finally goes, this, now my issue would be you'd, you'd feel it wasn't hot. 
Yeah. You'd feel that. And he goes, oh, this coffee smells like shit. It is Austin. At which point he goes, it is shit, Austin. Yeah. No was, one actually tries oh, good. to stop him from drinking it. It's not it, just though. me. And he drinks it. Well, he hates, hates the lab guys. The lab guys probably all hate him too. Yeah. He goes, it's a bit nutty. Mm, bit nutty. Number two's got an issue with we have Mini Me. Uh, Doctor Evil asks if he's given off a creepy Oompa Loompa vibe. <laughs> it turns out no. <laughs> it's because he's a biter. You probably could make that joke today, could you? No. <laughs> but why do I find it more funny when you say it? <laughs> when does Wonka come out? Wonka's this like December. I want to see it, it'll, that. It'll be a Christmas thing. Yeah. I need to, that to to work to win my uh, fantasy league. Mm. We'll Although Barbie, Barbie's killing it. Yeah, it is, yeah. isn't it? I've got like a $900 million lead. Yeah, on, I'm not surprised. On, uh, he's got two films left. I got one. He's got the Marvels. Yeah. He's got Aquaman 2. I don't think, I don't think gonna, I'll need my fifth film. I don't film. think that's going to hit that. But it, two of them, I don't think they're going to add up to 900 mil. I don't. I think all the Amber Heard stuff is going to kill Aquaman 2. Yeah. Plus, we're all tired of comic book movies. Yeah, and the Marvels is good. I think the Marvels is going to tank. Yeah, which one's the Marvels? It's Captain Marvel. It's uh, Monica Rambeau. Well, that was going to be a series. Hmm? Oh no, it is it's a film, film, isn't it? Yep. I, I I do want to see that one because I really liked. Yep. Um, I just don't think it's going to be a huge. Marvel, a huge I don't think it'll be a big hit. No. no. Um, Doctor Evil calls the U.S. government, but Minnie Me's humping the laser. <laughs> Minnie Me, don't hump the laser. <laughs> Stop humping the laser. <laughs> he asks for a hundred billion dollars. I think it's a hundred billion dollars. It's a hundred billion or it's a hundred trillion. Anyway, he's like, I cut that, that amount of money doesn't even exist. No. And he goes, you have my terms. He goes, show me the money. He goes, what money? Show me the money. At which point, you know, Scott's going, Jim McGuire's not gonna be released for another 28 years. Yeah. Ass. And he goes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. don't go there, girlfriend. He goes, who's girlfriend? He goes, Dr. Hank, cause the face don't want to hear it no more. <laughs> and then uses footage from independence day to show everything blowing up. And hey, he goes, if, if it was back in the 60s and you saw this, you, yeah? know, you would think shit. Wouldn't you? So he hangs up and he goes, what are the Austin Powers plans? He goes, he's the snake to my mongoose or the mongoose to my snake. Either way, it's bad. I don't know animals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, a submersible comes up. A yellow submarine, if you will. Don't take that. I pointed out that that was a yellow submarine. <laughs> There's a slow pan up with matching two pieces. This is going to be a reference to a movie. So they pan up from the floor up and she shakes her hair out. That's got to be a reference to some movie. It's probably one of the Bond ones. The music it? suggests it's like something that's happened before. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. I, I thought maybe you went know your knowledge of older movies. Yeah, no. But the new one for Austin, of course, he lo- he's also wearing a two-piece and it looks ridiculous. You know what looks oh, ridiculous? Hang on. His they, body hair looks ridiculous. It's the shape the, of a um, penis. I hate it. The first Bond movie where she comes out of the water, is it? And that's, yeah, that's what I think it is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's that in a Doctor No. Meanwhile, we cut to um, Dr. Evil's doing a piano recital. One if God was Was one one of us. us. Just Uh, a slob like one of us. Trying to make his way home. I couldn't figure out when I was watching it if it was him playing or not. But then researchers would suggest that he does play the piano. So it probably was him. He He was close enough, but he wasn't just flat out faking. He was at least doing stuff at the right part of the keyboard at the right time. It's just his left hand looked sloppy at points, but he might just not be. He might not be that good. Yeah. Um, He goes, I wrote that. Yeah. I've thought about doing this. (laughs) Because I live in the UK now. <laughs> Few times I've played, I'm like, there's a bunch of Canadian songs no one's ever heard of. Yeah. So right. I thought about ripping off a tragically hip and going like, yeah, here's one I wrote. 
I just played something that wasn't mine. <laughs> and having people go, man, you're a really good songwriter. Yeah, yeah, you know, write about, you know. You mentioned Toronto. Yeah, well, you know, Toronto's close to me. So, you know, you gotta, <laughs> that night in Toronto. Um, I'm just going to redo the plot of yesterday, but with you as a yeah, Tragically hip. Yeah. You make a lot less money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, tragically. Tragically, yeah. Uh, where are we at here? Uh, that's for you. Um, Russell the Posty. Um, Scott comes out and admits that, uh, says that Minnie Me put a skunk in his bed. Uh, meanwhile, outside, it, it, I think this is one of the funnier jokes in the movie. It's the uh, shadow jokes. Uh, second time in three weeks, if you include, or four weeks, if you include uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights, where we have some yeah. shadow imagery for humor. Um, just before that, though, there's a binoculars gag where she goes, Oh, look, I've seen, I can see his lair. And she, uh, she grabs the binoculars and his her, his head lands in her chest and she tries to get his head out and he goes, mommy, mommy, I'd like some Mars bars. They don't have Mars bars in the States. Do they not? No. I hate a Mars bar, so it's not any big loss. They're all right. They suck. They're all right. Up first, up for a, a marathon. Yeah, the original name for? <laughs> Snickers. Yeah. It used to be Snickers in, in the States and marathons over here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was surprised when I came back and they were all called Snickers. I was like, oh. That was kind of a cool thing that they were different. Yeah. yeah such as kind of like Lays and Walkers. Lays and Walkers. They're Walkers here, that's because Lays, Lays the rest of the world. That's because Lays bought out Walkers. Oh. Made the same recipe, but said we if we change the pa- if we change the name, we'll get some backlash. So they just they just kept the name Walkers here so you keep buying it. Oh good. But yeah. it's the same product. So the, yeah. the, the, the pro- same product as a Lays. So the Walkers crisp you buy today isn't the same as the Walkers crisp you would have bought 20, 30 years ago. Oh, they okay. changed the recipe and just put the American crisp inside of it. Oh, okay. But didn't change the name. Thank Same God. thing happened when I was on holiday in Poland. They have a company called like Coffee Heaven mm-hmm. or something like that. And I walked in and I went, this is a Costa. And they went, no, no, it's Coffee Heaven. My, my friends were on holiday with. And I was like, you can call it whatever you want. It's a Costa. <laughs> like clearly it's the same layout. The color scheme is the same. I think these are even the same drinks, guys. No, no, it's Coffee Heaven. And so I looked up on there. I thought, yeah, yeah. Costa bought them out four years ago. <laughs> they just haven't changed the name because they don't want that backlash from, uh, you know, a foreign international coming in and buying the, uh, and it's, buying it. That's funny. It's like um, Tesco's owning One Stop. Yep. They don't, they don't, they keep it as a One Stop rather than a Tesco's so that people don't think that there's too many Tesco's. Yeah, which is, it's great, yeah. So, or um, when the Gap and uh, Old Navy are the same company. Oh, okay. So you think it's two different stores, but actually just giving all your money to the same place. Does Walmart still own Asda? Yep, as far as I know. It's funny that they don't call it a Walmart then, isn't it? And they keep it as an Asda. They don't do that because the working conditions, I believe, at an Asda are much better than the working conditions at a Walmart. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh. So I watched a documentary on Walmart at one point. They came over to Asda and they made that point. Oh, that okay. A, if you look at the, the, how much they pay their employees versus yep. what they pay in the States... But as long as you keep the name different, then it can't be, well, it's not a Walmart employee. It's an Asda employee. It's two different companies. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Yeah. The Asda that's closest to us is actually quite good. I quite like it in there. They have a good home range. Lots of Disney themed. I don't know where the nearest stuff. Asda is. It's in Whiz Beach. Is it? There's one in Swaffham. There's one in Kingsland. Cambridge was great because you could buy ketchup flavored crisps, which is, which is a Canadian mm. staple. If anybody sees a Barbie Heinz barbecue style. In yeah, okay. yeah, it's fine. Okay, and a Ken Chup, whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah. It's in are, pink, are they out? They're in pink bottles, apparently. 
Well, I saw a picture, but did they actually do it? Well, I'm assuming. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If anybody sees them, send them. There you go. <laughs> All right, folks, if you're out there in the UK anyway and you see some more words being sold, let us know. Yeah. Get a hold of us on the Twitter at Best Film for Pod. Um, where are we at here? Uh, oh, so in the tent, Austin's looking at a map. We get Shadow Theater for the second time. Uh, what's in his bum? Because he's bent over looking at a map, and she's looking at this bag that's behind him from depth of field. But, of course, when it's a two-dimensional plane, like a shadow puppet, it looks like they're connected. And so we get uh, a rope is in his bum. We get an umbrella, a smoke bomb. She opens a beer, and we find a gerbil, which has got to be like a thinly veiled Richard Gere joke. <laughs> Back inside, we had a second duet. This time it was a song originally by Slappy McSlapperson. Yep. Just, just the, the two, two of us. us. We can son. make it if we try. It's pretty good lyrically from the first time I heard Frau say I had, we had a, I had a clone. Uh, I knew I'd ever face death because I'd never be alone. Uh, something about, you know. It was a, it was a play on the It ain't cool for an evil doctor to talk about his feelings. My pain and my hurt don't make me too appealing. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, so it was all right. It was fun. Uh, again, it's just it's just a little bit of absurdity. It's you don't expect him to do. And he's going, what's big in pop culture right now? Which was that at the time. Wasn't it? it was a big hit. It was a big hit. It was uh, relatively, it was rap, but it was rap that everybody in top 40 knew. So it was like safe rap because it was Will Smith. And what's, Will Smith's not, is it going to harm you, is he? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I can't stand that bloke now. No, nah, me either. So... There's that. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, we go back outside. Uh, the Dr. Evil's cronies have surrounded the tent. They say, you're surrounded. Drop your weapons. Austin stands up, and he drops a bunch of uh, explosives he had, but it looks like it's fallen out of his butt because we're continuing <laughs> the joke. Um, Austin then and Felicity are brought to Dr. Evil in the lair. Austin finds out that Fat Bastard slept with Felicity Shagwell, and he's like, ah, I'm dead sexy. Super sexy. You a crap. <laughs> uh, Austin judges her, and I judge him for the reason I said. In the first movie, he was he, he sleeps with a lot of vagina, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and she gets mad at him, and he goes, "Hey, I'm a secret agent." And then, like literally, the next movie, he does the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, there like is a theory in play. In the first movie, he sleeps with a lot of vagina. In the second movie, he has a thing with Robin Swallows. And both of those women, um, it seems, have had surgically augmented breasts. And they both turn out to be bad. Whereas the women he ends up with have natural breasts. And there's an implication, therefore, that I guess enhancing is on a sort of subliminal level. Although Kristen Johnson, I don't know what her what her situation is. It was a piece of... I didn't go research it myself. I came across it. So there we are. Um... Dr. Evil puts them, them in a cell, and it's sort of that thing in the middle where it uh, uh, it separates in the middle and then s- starts to move towards the sides, so they'll fall into the lava. Yeah. Rather than just throwing them into the lava. Just, yeah. Which Scott's... And she's up, have on to give them so- at least chance to escape. Which Scott she's Evil gets upset. With the door open. Yeah. Scott gets upset because he's on the other side, and he goes, you always do this. You leave them there with one inept guard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mini-Me's drawing a hangman that says, Die, Scott. So the strife continues. <laughs> the rocket takes off for the moon. And this is where we get our first of two sequences where they all finish each other's sort of conversations. Mm-hmm. So one goes, look at that. It looks like a giant. And then we cut to someone else saying, Dick. 
Clark, this is something. <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh, it looks like a huge, and someone goes, Pecker. <laughs> and then we cut to someone who's saying, Privates. And then we go to a baseball game where he goes, Two balls. And then they say, Oh, it looks like an enormous. And then they're in a, like, a, like a Chinese school. And he goes, Wang. And he goes, Sorry, I was extracted by that giant Willie. And that's funny because it's Willie Nelson. Yeah. And he goes, we'll Never make Johnson. And we're back there. So uh, we, we've made all the penis puns we can think of at that moment. And, uh, but it, it was, this went over very well with, with theater audiences. This was, this was funny. This was not funny. <laughs> back to Austin. The lava is becoming more and more of a danger. And she goes, what do we do? And he goes, why don't you just shag fat bastard again? And I'm like, okay, this Austin is. Powers is a dick. But then she goes, hey, don't let your hang ups on me just because you lost your mojo. Uh-huh. And I'm like. Oh. And he goes, ouch, baby. Very ouch. And she goes, oh, I'm sorry. And then she goes, oh, I'm sorry. Just instantly for apologizes. Yeah. I thought I wanted to be you, but now I realize I just want to be with you. And he goes, really? And she goes, really? And he goes, oh, well, he, so he jumps across and he goes, well, now we need to get past this one inept guard. And he's got a plan and it's this really impossible thing. Convoluted. And then she goes, well, what about this instead? And she's sort of, she's wearing this like, I don't know where this other outfits that we've captured them let them change yeah, yeah and then we'll bring them, up. them prisoner outfits and she's got like she just this it's this like i don't know what to call it is it like a bralette i don't know what it is yeah, bikini like top a, almost yeah she undoes it from the from the front and we're behind her but she sort of you know reveal exposes herself to the guard See the guard and goes what do you think of these my man <laughs> to which point he goes mommy and then falls into the lava Austin repeats the uh, I've killed someone joke pun thing from the first movie. Seems like he was hot for you. <laughs> uh, something like, ooh, that is a sick burn. <laughs> um, that's that's all I remember. Yeah, I, can't <laughs> I don't remember much. Um, and so we go to the moon and uh, Dr. Evil saying uh, we've got two units here. Moon unit alpha and moon unit zappa. Do you get the joke here? Um, yeah, it's a very long pause. Yeah, is is uh, well, I, I don't. Know. He's gonna give me some audio so people don't is, think. Is, 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 is Zappa the thing for the moon with the no, laser no, no, beam, no. or no. is it a reference to um, uh, in a university thing? Or? It's a reference to Frank Zappa. How was it? The musician. Oh, I didn't know. That. He named his daughter Moon Unit. Oh really? Wow! <laughs> so my, that's a very a that's a very niche joke. <laughs> that was a very niche joke. <laughs> Doctor Evil's chair doesn't work and it's spinning out of control. And he goes, "I need an old priest and a young priest." That's a reference to the Exorcist. So that's an exorcism joke. That yeah. one made me laugh. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. <laughs> All right, go. gonna be sick. Gonna vomit. <laughs> Austin goes to the moon. Frank Willard is working for NASA. Giddy up. Frank Willard was in, uh, this is Spinal Tap. Uh, when they go and they play the like army concert. Yep. He's the guy in charge of that. He did look familiar. Uh, Mini-Me's chair throws him up. Uh, he, he lands in the uh, rafters. And Dr. Evil says, be careful. If anything happened to you, I don't know what I'd do. Well, I'd probably move on and get another clone, but there would be a 10-minute window where I'd be inconsolable. <laughs> uh, the president threatens to blow up the moon. Yeah. He goes, would you miss it? His assistant, the guy is like, sir, you can't really blow up the moon. He's the guard who dies in Silence of Limbs. Is he? Yeah. 
Wow. Yep. Uh, Mini Me assaults Austin, and it it's the kind of cartoonish fight scene we saw in uh, something about Mary with the dog. Yeah. So I didn't. I never liked this. No. Um, so you know, I don't know what to say. He's just beating up Austin. Austin smashed him into things. It doesn't really work. No. Um, Austin's glasses come off, so Mini Me goes to give him the glasses. He goes, "Oh, peace," because he's doing the peace sign, and he switches to the finger again. Um, so they fight some more. Um, he spits on Austin, so Austin throws him into a pole, and it seems like it knocks him out. But then he gets up and bites him in the groin. Uh, Mini Me then uses the bite in the groin to make his way into Austin's suit, and this whole—I've got in my notes—and this whole scene is stupid. It um, is. Austin then uses a space toilet, and he acts like he's actually taking a deuce. This is so stupid. And he gets so when he shuts it, I guess it slices off the backside of his uniform, mm-hmm. and Mini Me goes flying out in the coldness of space. And then we cut to Austin. The next scene, he's wearing a jumpsuit. <laughs> stupid yes it doesn't matter what you wear when you're in space or whatever i guess clothes are just readily available so many clothes for people that weren't even supposed to be there we have clothes that fit you that you want to wear he gets into the um master control chamber and austin's given the impossible thing you got a choice to make save the world or save your girlfriend she says save the world austin don't worry about me <laughs> they gas felicity and the laser misses because austin ki- kicks frau farbissina who wasn't on the rocket no so all those people that went up <sighs> no sense felicity dies but austin proclaims that he loves her uh he goes and charges after dr evil who's running away um dr evil has to use his uh you gotta sort of turn on your speaker in order for people to hear you and he goes ow you shot me in the leg you (laughs) a-hole funny uh evil then says before you do this know this i'm your father (laughs) (laughs) really he goes no i can't actually back that up (laughs) right stupid (laughs) (laughs) um and he goes, look, you know, you you could you you could arrest me, or you could. I mean, he made him sound like a joker right there. All right, <laughs> do you want to know how I got these stars? <laughs> he says you could uh, you could use the time portal and go back ten minutes from now. At which point I don't go. You can still put handcuffs around Doctor Evil and still go back ten minutes before. Yeah, yeah. but he goes back ten minutes ago. And then there's two Austins show up, and there's a mutual admiration society. And it's like, oh, you're a sexy beast. Oh, you are a sexy beast. And then uh, they, they proceed to save the He goes, okay, pass, Austin. You save the world. I'll get the girl. He goes, all right. And then he turns to Dr. Evil and uses the finger quotes and kind of mouse, fire the laser. <laughs> so like, fire the laser. Uh, OG, OG, original timeline, Austin then goes and saves Felicity. Technically not his Felicity. Nope. Oh, yeah. His Felicity dies. Yes. So he kind of kidnaps new timelines Felicity. Yep. Oh. Same. Dr. Evil then throws up the mojo in the air. Uh, as the two Austins go to catch it, they crash into each other. Uh, Felicity goes, Look out! But it's a real low voice. Because mm. Will Ferrell doing the voice. Oh. Why? It would sound funny. Like it was in slow mo. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Will Ferrell. Yeah, I think you've said that once or twice. Uh, (laughs) Ten minutes ago, what I don't get is Dr. Evil 
talks Austin into leaving, right? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Ten, ten minutes ago, Austin Powers says, we should leave. We should leave. And he, meanwhile, um, prime timeline Austin's like, no, I have my mojo, my mojo. And she goes, look, you've had it all along. Okay, we're going to write our way out of this. Yeah. You know, you save the world and you're going to get the girl. And they decide to go to 1999. It blows up and Dr. Evil gets away. Here's my thought. When things went back for Austin, bad for Austin, Dr. Evil's like, you can go back 10 minutes. <laughs> when things go bad for Dr. Evil, why is his thought not, I can go back 10 minutes? Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Maybe Absolutely he's got a movie. We cut to 1999, and uh, Austin and uh, Felicity are going to be doing their, uh, going to get together, it looks like, finally. And then Fat Bastard comes in wearing what's supposed to be, it looks like a UPS uniform. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's um, FBS, um, FBS. Yeah. So Fat Bastard Services. Like. <laughs> That's funny. Here's but my F- question. F- FP, F- uh, FBP, I think. Post-post. Fat Bastard belongs in 1969. Is he used time travel? Because it wasn't explained to us. No. Yeah, just, true. This, this film just goes... I'm more we confused now we're going through it than yeah. what was when I was watching Felicity, it. Just do it and not care. Felicity asks Fat Bastard if he's happy. He says, no, I'm not happy. I eat because I'm unhappy. And I'm unhappy because I eat. I feel that. That's the most relatable bit in this film. And then he, and there's this nice little moment of poignancy. He goes, and then he goes, if you excuse me, I need to go catch up with someone who I need to forgive myself. Oh. And then he farts. Yeah, that's and I'm like, oh, why ruin it? Yeah, it's really and he goes, oh, what am I kidding? I'm gonna, eat. I'm gonna kill you anyway. And then she kicks him in the groin and says, he goes, oh, right in the mummy daddy button. And she goes, that's for calling me crap, you fatty. Felicity pushes a button, and then everyone starts to party. And we're not going to question two things. Number one, are all these people Austin Powers prisoners who are just waiting for the button to be pushed? <laughs> or number two, what's the deal with Fat Bastard on the floor? What do they think about him? Yeah. So there's that. we go to the coda. Mini-Me is saved by Austin. Sorry, by, by Dr. Evil. And then as they fly away, we repeat the penis jokes from earlier. Uh, the funniest one of the bunch for me is the, that's a giant, Woody, Woody Harrelson, can I get an autograph? Yeah. And he goes, look at that, it's huge. He goes, no, I've seen bigger, that's, and then we just a little prick. <laughs> and he's giving uh, Mini-Me a, a shot because he's been at the coldness of space. We're not going to deal with the fact he'd be dead. Um, exactly. And then we cut to, there's a couple credit scenes. One is Jerry Springer and Scott is on again. And it's like, we brought your mother here. And he finds out Frau's mom. And then Springer does the final thoughts, which he's doing every episode. Maybe what we've learned is no one can take your mojo. <laughs> take care of yourself and one another. And then we get one more scene where um, Felicity is cheating, but it's with past Austin. Technically her Austin. Yeah. So that's okay. Um after completing the initial filming, the Rocket Johnson scene did so well with test audiences, they went back and filmed more. So that's why we saw it twice. Uh, okay. Oh, good. I'm so glad test audiences um, like that. Despite what some sources say, it did not take seven hours for Michael Myers to get into the fat bastard makeup and suit. It took two and a half hours for the full prosthetics and four hours for the, the nude scene he does. Um, there were two variations of the posters. One of them asterisked out the middle of the word shag. Other posters had named the film uh, as Austin Powers 2. 
According to Collins English Dictionary, the use of the word shag in the film's title helped to increase the word's acceptability, reducing its shock value and giving it a more jocular, relaxed connotation. Because mm-hmm. I asked when it came out, and someone British, and I said, hey, how bad is the word shag really? And they went, you wouldn't say it to your grandma. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't say that. No. So we were like, oh, okay. Uh, Singapore considered changing the word to the spy who shocked me, <laughs> meaning to feel good. Although the word shag is less offensive in the U.S., uh, not all translated the title into something less raunchy. The Norwegian title was, uh, I'm not going to try and say what it is in Norwegian, but it's a slightly dirtier way of saying the spy who ejaculated on me. Wow. <laughs> um, which if you're Austin Powers, that's a different saying. <laughs> Literally. Because <laughs> on me as opposed to. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in both the, oh, I said this already, in both the first and second film, he hooks up with girls whose voluptuous breasts are fake, but they are evil agents. The quality of their busts foreshadows their true intentions towards him. But we haven't talked about Kristen Johnson. That's the problem. No. Uh, so there we are. That was Austin Powers 2. We're in the end game now. And we are in the end game now. Uh, Liam, random word. Moon. Moon. Easy enough. Moon River. Uh, let's do the money, money, money. $33 million budget. Wow. Not as much as you might think. What does it take home? 250 Liam. 180 Georgia wins $312 million. Wow. This was, this was a, this is the most financially successful. Uh, all three of them, yeah. Because yeah. number three I really like is Michael Caine's great in it. Oh, Mark Kane is, yeah. Yeah. It's my least favorite, though. It earned 50, really? Mm. One's my, I used to say three was my least favorite, and then I changed it. I think one's my least favorite now. Earned 54.9 million in its domestic opening weekend, more than, which is more than the entire run of um, first the first one. And that's domestic, but still. Yeah. yeah. Um, Oscar nominations. Yeah. Oh, 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 there must have been a best actor for him. There must have been a best supporting actor for. For Dr. Evil? Um, no, none. One. Really? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Nope. Once you hear it, you'll go, okay, yeah. Is it like technical, something technical? It's something technical. Is it scenic? It's prosthetics? Yeah, best makeup. makeup best makeup, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, Fat sense. bastard, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, who would you cast as who? Oh, jeez. Refuse. No, thank you. Don't want to be in it. Uh, None of the above. It's really difficult, isn't it? Yeah. I'm only even slightly interested in the Doctor Evil storyline. Like none of the rest of it entertains me at all. So, <laughs> ready to watch Georgia Break? Go on, mop at this movie. <laughs> Don't you fucking dare! <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, next thing. Gonzo's Austin. No! <laughs> Wait, can, can you remember that Gonzo's the only one who could play Austin Powers? The fish out of water at all times. Yeah. Uh, you could have like, is it Camilla? Car- Carmela? Camilla? But the, the chicken? chicken? Yeah. She could be Felicity Shagwell. <laughs> what do you mean someone's behind me? <laughs> that brings a whole new meaning to chicken. Chicken. <laughs> she wants some chicken. <laughs> some chicken. Some more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fat bastard would have to be that giant Muppet who runs after the, uh, runs after the car. Is he fluffy? He's yeah, like he's that. got he's something. I don't know. Probably um, Fozzie could be Basil Exposition. 
Yeah. That's good, yeah. Maybe don't think about it too much. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dr. Evil. I, you'd have to do two Dr. Evils. It would have to be Stather and Waldorf. Yeah, both. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, Robin the Frog as Mini-Me or something. Ridiculous. Oh, that's going to be difficult. Oh, gee, we should do Kermit and Robin. You do Kermit. <laughs> Kermit's Dr. Evil. <laughs> we do... We do not gnaw on our piggies. <laughs> uh, what should this film have been called? I mean, I don't know if there's another one here. Not if it's serious. I mean, I can make fun of the movie a lot with it, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Austin Powers and the and the spy who I was a giant hypocrite towards. <laughs> Whose story is it? Well, it's definitely Austin Powers' mojo, isn't it? What is the story? Doctor Evil's got a bit more to do, isn't he? But- yep. Songs that should have been on the soundtrack. Um, there's a star man waiting no. in the sky. Rocket man. I'm a rocket man. Um, Time warp. Oh, Time pretty good. Was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's all I got. Oh, what's that one? Uh, oh, I'm trying to think. Uh, it's a song about cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you're going to take over the world, I don't know when. <laughs> we'll all get together then. That was um, Ugly Kid Joe that did the remake of that. I've never heard that. Speaking of covers, you don't want to hear, jeez. Yeah, Ugly Kid Joe. Oh, my word. That was when all those like skater punk sort of bands were doing... Uh, because uh, Smooth Criminal was done by oh, that was good. one of those groups, wasn't it? Alien Ant Farm. Alien Ant Farm, that's it, yeah. I saw them live and sing that. Oh, brilliant. That's a cover that does something. Limp Biscuit, Faith. Yeah. That's yeah. a cover that does something. Oh, great. Yeah, Whether you yeah. like it or not. I saw you, them live too. You, you can't argue that it was a Limp Biscuit. Yeah. You, you weren't at Woodstock and burned it down, were you? No. Okay. <laughs> um, music, oh, we did already. Roll of Women, Georgia. I mean, I appreciate Felicity Shagwell at points where she's quite forward and like is quite like sex positive and all those things. But other than until that, he gets his feelings hurt and she totally backs down on all of it. Yeah, mm. and but also, and he's just a good giant hypocrite towards her as well. Like, yeah, yeah she like, kicks ass though. Yeah, but this film's just shit. I mean, keep in mind it's a parody of a Bond franchise, and Bond's yeah, not yeah. great towards it's, women either. It's not. So I appreciate the fact that they like take the piss out of that. I like the but, frows there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's kind of... She's not bad. She's not bad. I mean, she's kind of messed up, but so is everybody on that group, so that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't hate her. And she holds her own against Dr. Evil. Yep. Um. <laughs> even when she looks at him and goes, let's get it on in whatever language she's supposed to speak. <laughs> um, all right, best character. Lim? Um, I, I like Flissy. Okay. Yeah. Georgia. Um, either Doctor Evil or Scott Evil. I like Scott Evil just putting him in his place all the time. That's quite funny. If you like Scott Evil, you'll you'll like number three. Okay. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna go with Like number three or tolerate it more. <laughs> no, I think you'll like it more for him. I think three is the most Scott casually acceptable. Okay. Uh, it's just yeah, it's a lot, they, they throw everything at the, at the wall. They throw, throw a lot of money at it, especially what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mine's Doctor Evil. This is a Doctor Evil movie. movie. Yeah. Of the three, I think number one is the Austin movie. I think number two is the Doctor Evil movie. I think number three is 
either the gold member or the uh, whatever his dad's name is, Nigel Powers. Yeah, I think it's more. Because number three, they're trying to do um, Last Jones. Crusade. Yeah. Because they wanted Connery for that. Did they? They did want Connery for it. Originally, he was signed up. Wow. And then it fell through. Wow, that's a shame. Kane's great, though. Yeah. Kane's great. I do like my Kane. Kane's just playing himself, really. Um, Don't he always? <laughs> yeah. Uh, best moment, best element. Hmm. Um, for me, I like um, the musical breaks. You know, and what if God? Uh, oh, know? the the bits in between the scenes where they're doing like yeah. they're just, jamming. They're just jamming. There was less of it in this one than there was in the first one. I like them, and I like the outfits, the sixties outfits. Cool, Georgia. Um, the fact that it's got more Doctor Evil in it and less Austin Powers, probably because I just hate Austin Powers. I liked that they leaned into the Doctor Evil character. Yeah. Um, the Simpsons, when it first aired, they made it all about Bart. And it, it was all a, about, yeah. And it, was a, it had an initial wave of success, and then it died out. And then somewhere around season four or five, they go, Homer. Homer's the one. And they lean into Homer, and it, it, it's and a totally different show. Yeah. Yeah, totally different show. Ever since. Yeah. This, they realized, oh, Dr. Evil's the star of this, not Austin Powers. Because Austin Powers, once he goes through his arc, is actually quite, what, what, where else can you go? Mm, true. You can't. You've done the fish out of water thing. Yeah. And you send him, what, what are you going to do from there? The, the cool thing is Dr. Evil, because Dr. Evil doesn't change. He still wants to take over the world. His, his, his character development, you can go all sorts of places with it. And so I enjoyed him and then the situations they put him in. My favorite of which probably being, it happens very early, the the, the Jerry Springer thing. Yeah. I think that's, that's great. That was funny. Uh, let's take someone, we this thing, and we'll put him in what feels like a more normal situation. When he starts fighting with him. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. So um, let's do a grumble. Liam. Oh, I think my humor's changed since I was a kid. Well, I say kid. I was in my 20s. Um, I, I don't know. I, I knew the comedy was coming. I knew everything they were going to sell. I hated knowing everything. Um, and there's some gross out bits. I'm not really keen on gross humor. Um, neither am I. Uh, yeah, I just don't. I just didn't like. I just didn't like them bits. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't appreciate it as much as I did when I was in my twenties. Yep, Georgia, you're in your twenties. You must love this. Uh, so funny <laughs> you're so funny so is the film uh it's really not the i've said it before the the scene where fat bastard is naked the prosthetics just made me feel sick the I oscar think. nominated they, prosthetics. Done job well, yeah, then, they made they? me feel sick like, i just well. could not yeah, yeah. i couldn't watch it it was it was oh, really that must have been hot in that yeah um i'll say I mean, obviously, it's a part of his time. Some of the comedy, we just, you, you got to leave it there. And you go, this is what was acceptable in the, the 90s. J- the jokes that they tried to land don't land well today. No, you know? no. Every, uh, almost everything about Fat Bastard doesn't yeah, work. Because yeah, yeah. they make the whole idea of it. He's a very real conversation, which you could argue about people who are stuck in these overeating cycles. And you go, you eat because you're, hung, uh, you're unhappy. That's you're unhappy because moment. you eat. And, and then, then and then they instantly go no it's just it's just a, it's just a setup for a joke ugh. which which when I was a younger person and maybe part of that's ignorance maybe part of that's and we don't have these global conversations that we have now thanks to social media mm. so it came off as funny and it, it's no longer that way um, outside of that I'd say uh, Austin Powers is way too judgmental for Felicity Shagwell and it felt yeah. like he didn't remember his own journey no nope. and that was am I saying too much out of a I don't think so if I'm just being like don't pout. <laughs> yeah. it felt very 
oh, it's okay for you to do it because you're a dude, but not for her to do it because she's a woman. Yeah. All right. Um, and I had something. I'm sorry, I'm turning to you. I have a whole list of grumbles. You're right. Um, you grumble away. Yeah, I don't know what the other one was. Maybe I'll think of it. But yeah. Well, there was really a lot of inconsistencies with the script, wasn't there? I mean, yeah, one minute, I, yeah, I, you know, that here, and then this is there, and the oh, I, I think it was like all the toilet humor. I, I didn't even like that moment when I was twenty. No, you know I what I mean? Like I, the fart jokes, the floater. The coffee, maybe in the theater, would be a really fun moment, but it's a, it's a fun joke once. Yeah. So I do. Uh, so I think when I think of this, I think of the great, you know, I'm bigger than you, get in my belly. Like it's a, it's a fun little bit to go ahead and quote, or, you know, you have a Diet Coke of Evil, the margin of evil, Diet Coke of Evil. Like those are funny passages, but you forget in order to. In order to appreciate that, you got to ignore a whole lot of stuff that doesn't land. Yeah. And you remember the good stuff, and you don't remember the bad stuff. Yep. Um, yeah, and you can tell they find certain things, and they go, let's just do that bit again. Ugh. Um, they wring it all out, and you're yeah. like, come on, you don't need to. Do uh, let's do uh, anybody's best role ever. Uh, no, there we go. That was pretty quick. Yep, is very this, quick. Is this Mike Myers? Actually, the Austin Powers thing in general. Is this, is this Mike Myers' best thing? I like him in Wayne's World. I'd love to watch Wayne's World again and get a uh, and get a feeling. Maybe, maybe one year we'll we'll do both Wayne's World films. Yeah, just, I, just two of them, I, so. I prefer I prefer Wayne's World, but then again, um, he's not my favorite character in Wayne's World. <laughs> well, no, not, Garth's my favorite. In Garth Wayne's is World. my yeah, favorite, yeah. but um, you know, I'm not including Shrek because again, it's, yeah, you can't. You can't. Ninety percent of of communications nonverbal. Therefore, ninety percent of like, he's not even like moving and doing. Yeah, not not a, so. It's a a difficult one. So I married an axe murderer. Interesting choice. That's not a bad little. It's movie. It's not a bad little movie. People forget about that one. Yeah, yeah. That's um. Oh, what's her name? It's she's from Three Men and the Baby. Yeah, yeah. She's good. In it. Um, very short career. It felt like she had. She did, didn't she? Yeah, she popped up years later on it. Nancy, on, Nancy, something. Yeah, Travis. Yeah, is she opposite Tim Allen in that terrible sitcom, Last Man Standing? Is that her? I don't know. She was definitely that. opposite him in something. Yeah. Um. Age game, age game. Let's all. I never wanna hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Play the age game. All right. What do we got happening right now with the age game, George? I'm assuming you've got this. I have got it. Yeah, yeah. So we've got Mark Myers. Okay. I'm going to guess 34. So was I. <laughs> I'm going to say 35 then. Uh, Liam Taser, he was 36. Wee. Ethan has then proceeded to put, because he put Mike Myers as Austin Powers, Mike Myers as Dr. Evil, Mike Myers as Fat Bastard, all of us 36, and said that was a joke for me. So then he said <laughs> Seth Green. <laughs> Seth Green. This will be interesting. If Austin's, th- if, if Mike Myers is 36. <sighs> 27. 24. Uh, 25. So Ian takes that one. Well done. Uh, then we've got Heather Graham. Mm, oh, I'll never fall in love again. I'm going to guess 26. 32. Oh, is that, uh, might be straight in the middle, 29. That's middle, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, Vern Troyer. Ooh. So it's 1-1 one, one right now. It's high, so this will be it. <sighs> Twenty-eight, twenty-four. He's thirty. Wow, there you go. Yeah, wow. he passes quite young. He does. Yeah, he did some stuff at the WWE. Did he? He and uh, 
Yeah. I think it was him. You know, hang on. It might be the, it might be a different one. No, it was Kid Joe who did stuff with WWE. Oh, Kid okay. Joe, I think, was the sidekick for um, Kid Rock. Oh, uh, okay. I think so, yeah. So, yeah. So there's that. Uh, let's take a look at uh, the critics, the critics, the good, the bad, and the ebes. One can only imagine. Mm. Okay, so we have got... Uh, Destin Thomas from the Washington Post says, if you don't care for one gag, there'll be another one in a minute, just like a London double-decker. That's um, kind of how you feel about this film, Lynn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we've got Sean P. Means from the film from film.com said, what defeats Austin and Dr. Evil in the new movie is what brought them down the last time. Maya's inability to know what jokes need to be taken further and what jokes should be cut short. <laughs> There's a danger, and we talked about this with Taika Waititi when talking about Shrek. In going, who controls Mike Myers? Yeah, who can? If, you, if you're the writer, if, you, if you're like the writer and like on the like rest of the production team, and you're three of the yeah. main characters in it, is it like, possible that Jay Roach and Mike Myers just needed someone else to go? You're a yeah, bit out of control here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Rain him in. Definitely, definitely. And then finally, we do in fact have some words from our good friend Roger Ebert. I am looking forward to this. says, there are some big laughs in Austin Powers as Spy Shag Me, but they're separated by uncertain passages of noodling. You can sense it when the comedians know they have dead aim and they're zeroing in for the kill. You can also sense it when they don't trust their material. The first Austin Powers Powers movie burst in with confidence. Uh, Mike Myers knew he was onto something. This time, too many scenes end on a flat note, like those Saturday Night Live sketches that run out of steam before they end. SNL cuts to musical commercials. Austin Powers cuts to song and dance interludes. But you know what really upsets me? Do you know what he gave? What, remember what he gave um, the last film we did? Three stars. Three stars. Do you know what he gave Austin Powers the spy that shagged me? Three stars. Three stars. Two and a half. Oh, really? Oh. Like, that's not a big enough gap, no, Mr. Ebert. <laughs> no, thank you. God bless you, Mr. Ebert. Uh, I put out a fleece, as I'm known to do. I uh, said this Sunday we're recording on Austin. We're also recording on Austin Powers 2. What is it? Great film, good film, okay film, or poor film? This was all over the map at various points. I can imagine. I'll read out each individual thing. Go on. Great film, 21%. Wow. <laughs> that blows my mind. Good film, 30%. So the beetroot metric, 51%. Yeah. I can, I can understand people 51. saying 51. So half a pe- almost right in the middle. Half are going bad movie, half are going good movie. Yeah, I can yeah, understand yeah. people calling this a good movie. This is your sense of humor. But great film? It's not great. 24% okay movie. Yeah. 25% poor movie. Wow. So almost a quarter in each. Yeah, the yeah. number one metric is good, but if you do our usual good versus not good, 51 to 49. Yeah. Oh, it's low. I'm part of the 49. It'll, it'll be one of the lower ones. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, what do we have? Uh, we'll find out from the Fledging Phantom in a minute because, Georgia, what did our friends of the podcast have to say? Uh, we've got two for this moment. We've got one from Andy Dixon. Says, I bet you he. Oh, it's interesting. Fat bastard Scottish. Let's see what he thinks. About this. I remember being excited at seeing this in the cinema as an eleven-year-old. Yes, I know it was a twelve. Myers playing three characters is a good effort. Always feels weird that it's an Oscar-nominated film. As a bagpipe playing Scotsman, found fat bastard hilarious at the time. It's not aged well and is extremely childish in places, but it does hold a bit of nostalgia for me. That's well said, actually. That was yeah. Yeah, uh, and then we've got one for. Put that in your bagpipes and smoke it. Nate. The Great. He said, similar to the first. Wait, this is Nate the Great who, I don't know if he hated it. He gave a 7 out of 10 to Goodwill Hunting, right? Uh, yeah, I think Yeah, so. I think that is correct. Keep going. Yeah, uh, similar to the first one, just not that funny to me. Definitely didn't get all the jokes. Kind of dull, and some jokes just felt like parodies or extensions of ones from the first. Some parts were funny, but overall, funny enough, I'd give this the same score I gave Avatar 2. Wow. 
Ooh. Avatar 2. Oh, we asked him for a score for Avatar 2. <laughs> <laughs> Must be his own thing. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I asked the Fledgling fandom, what did you guys think about it? What I got was Russell the Post, he says, haven't seen it for years, so I can't make any comments apart from Liz Hurley. Uh, stars, uh, hearts in the uh, eyes, and hearts. Yeah, absolutely. Just, I, I don't get it, man. Love her. Uh, Carlo from the movie Loot. I'm a bit torn about this one. Overall, I think it's weaker than the first. I don't think Heather Graham is as good as Liz Hurley. Nope. Uh, I'll say this. Liz Hurley, better actress. She is. I, I don't think, I maybe mean, should have been Monica Rumbles. I don't think, I don't think she's a good actress, but the film wasn't asking to be a good actress. <laughs> no. Uh, plus, a lot of it jokes for like retreads in the first one. That being said, I think the whole Dr. Evil Scott mini me stuff is hilarious. Yeah, that's a new thing that they had for the film, obviously. Uh, David from Scriptical, who, if we remember, did not like Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> yes. A product of its time in comedy, where the first one seemed fresh and funny, this just tried to repeat the formula and failed to deliver. At least it's not Austin Powers 3, though. Uh, Survivor UK Revived says top film groovy baby thanks a lot <laughs> and then finally friend of the podcast Griff hey. he says one of those rare times where a sequel's better than the first also the teaser trailer is one of the greatest if you see one film this summer watch Star Wars if you see two watch Austin Powers the spy <laughs> uh, is this better than the first one yes uh, yes I would agree I'd so that's agree. two yeses one no yeah okay Liam heard that question as, is Heather Graham hotter than Liz Hurley? That's how <laughs> Liam heard it. What it was, we so. went for the movie. Liam was just like, Liz Hurley. <laughs> Liz Hurley. So, <laughs> there we are. Um, let's take a look here. If you like this episode, you'll like uh, Lost in Powers 1. That's for yeah. sure. Yep. Uh, maybe, maybe the Shrek conversation. Uh, maybe this is Spinal Tap. I was, yeah, I was going to say Spinal Tap as well. Yeah. So well done there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, those are ones that you can do. Uh, for the record, 53% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. 6.6 on the So our be- beetroot. Our beetroot metrics are really it's quite not, close. Not bad, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll, when I'm done with this, I'll then go back and look at the beetroot versus the critics. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because actually the, the Rotten Tomatoes critic score is only certified critics, whereas our beetroot is very public consumption. Yeah. Yeah. So which ones are accurate? Uh, let's take a look at this. So uh, it's just time for our ratings. Our ratings. Where are we? Let's start with Ethan. George, you want to read his off? Oh, sorry. Yeah, let me get, grab it. Here we go. It says, funny film, made me laugh and chuckle a lot. Stupid plot, but that's why I expected with a comedy like that. Seven overused penis sensor jokes out of ten. All right. Actually quite succinct for, for Ethan. Yeah. I remember liking this better than I did this time around. Um, again, I think it's my my, my humour has changed as I've got older. I don't know. Um, maybe I see the world in a different light these days than I did way back then. Um, I'm definitely not the same person I was 20 years ago. Um, so with that, I'm going to give it five um, not-so-groovy babies out of 10 <laughs> yeah behave oh behave, oh, behave. <laughs> sorry folks i just didn't float my boat this time around georgia i'm really intrigued to know what i gave the first one yeah so would i uh, it's, it's over there on the computer yeah, yeah, i really don't know because it is better than that one but i think my ability to rank films has changed in the last year as well do you want to know what it was yeah i, I can find out you got to cover for a minute that's yeah, all that's okay. um i don't know what to talk about no, you guys have figured it out. Okay. Um, 
I about twenty minutes ago I sh- shifted from a chair to the sofa. <laughs> I thought you said something else then. I shifted. <laughs> did I? Because <laughs> I am I can't hear you, no. Ian's making shit jokes. Um, Ian's making shit jokes. Uh no, yeah, I would, because I'm incredibly tired and I genuinely a couple of times while you guys were talking then have like sat here. And I've, I've, I've been there. I've been there in the whole time, but every so often, like Ian's voice would come in my ear, like and sound really loud because it's just jolted me back into existence. It's quite funny. It has been a long old uh, recording session. Recording yeah. session. I will admit that uh, there was times when Ethan was really hyper at the start of this episode. It took me out, and it was it was you were too much right, energy. What you said to me uh, yesterday about. Um, Recording both together, doing that one first. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, we, we recorded Goodwill and then this. It was the other way around. I don't know made, what we would have done. It, it I'd, made be, sense. I'd be a sobbing mess. Can you imagine? Yeah. 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 Uh, also, we wouldn't have d- given. It's <sighs> there's times where we just kind of went. Uh, we kind of rolled our way through Austin Powers a little bit. Yeah, which wouldn't have been fair to do to. Uh, oh God, to Goodwill hunting. No way. Also, yeah. So I, I didn't feel bad because I kind of pushed back on you. And went nope. <laughs> you, you it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. Thank you for for appreciate uh, for for understanding that. I went. I'm going to pitch it, and hopefully, no one's upset. Uh, let's take a look at Austin Powers, shall we, and see where we yeah. are to that. Liam, I'll let you change yours if you're so inclined. After you gave the last one, okay. Uh, Austin, for the record, for last time around, Austin Powers, he's the man for you. Ian seven, Liam seven, Georgia five and a half, Ethan nine. And, wait, I can't be right. <laughs> no ethan six <laughs> patreon five and a half that was last time so uh just for the record because uh, liam are you changing anything on yours uh, on the first one uh no no you can't change the first one because we haven't seen that and just reviewed it uh, okay but what did you give this you gave this five, five. you still there yeah okay cool georgia no that scans i was gonna give this six so it was half a point better it probably is a bit better but it's not a better film than a six, but the other one was. It's probably actually now I rate things as. I don't know. No, 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 five and a half seems about right. Five and a half. No, this no. This one is a six. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah. And did you give it a thing or or no? Uh, six. We didn't know what to do with the plot, so we cut to a uh, musical interlude out of ten. All right. Um, this is wrapped in me and my early twenties nostalgia. Despite everything I said wrong with it, uh, I had this poster of the uh, of his movie in my room. It's a good poster. I think at one point I might have had the first one too. I don't know. I like um, it was it was omnipresent. I mean, this was such a big movie the year it came out, especially in Canada, maybe because Mike Myers. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I thought the ad, the additions of the characters were better. I thought that it was, it was a slicker production. The production values were clear. They had a budget. I don't know what the first one was. It must have been like six or ten million. It could have been much. This has got to be triple that at yeah. thirty-three or whatever it was. Yep. Um, ambitious. Uh, the characters who came back felt like it was warm. And does it overstay its welcome on some jokes? Absolutely, it does. Yep. And the third one will be just as guilty of of, of retreading the same idea. Hmm. Uh, but I found this to be still overall a pleasant experience. Uh, oh, I think I smiled more when I more when I complained. Uh, if if you're looking for story cohesion and logic, I don't think Austin Powers was the film you were supposed to go see. <laughs> yeah, uh, we have to look at these films for what they are and what their purpose is. Uh, that being said, I'm giving this the exact same rating I gave. This is marginally better, but I can't afford to go a half point higher. 
Yeah. It's not that good. I can't justify that. So, in a movie that, that wanted to play the same joke over and over again, I'll give this seven retreads out of ten. <laughs> so, there we are. So, I'm equaling. Uh, and, Georgia, what did you give it again? I gave it a six. Okay. So, we had a f- two sevens, a six, and a five. Where did the Patreon go on this one, Georgia? Uh, the Patreon came out at, I think, five. Oh. Oh, I'm the voice of the people. If you are, she doesn't sound that sure. No, she didn't. <laughs> I had, I had it she, in my head. she doesn't have just one I'm, job she's a few but not but not, not huge. yeah five five wow okay yeah so this will be fighting for uh two fives two sevens and so uh, you know that's gonna come out as a six i can tell you that right now yeah i'll yeah. be a six out of ten yeah, yeah, yeah. overall which, which is fine i got no 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 it's round issues about, about that. Yeah, yeah. it is what that's about so all that's left to do uh is two things number one we're going to say thank you as always to the people who jump backwards and forwards in time with us that's Woo-hoo! our friends of the patreon friends of the patreon our friends of the podcast all from patreon <laughs> uh julian hermes james de guzman Lena oberholzer anthony and davies chris peterson randall what's your handle silva Dwayne smith bad, bad. the yeetmeister reverend bruce nate the great andy dixon holly callan cheesy with a fish on a bike richard ryan kukets dirk but his friends call him Digla. AJ from Nova Scotia and Stu from Stu World Order Productions. Stu World Order. Stu World Order. Uh, if you're interested in how you can be part of the Patreon, help keep the lights on here at the Studio of Awesomeness, go ahead, check out our Patreon, um, patreon.com slash BFE. We kept it simple for you. And now... This one does get a Georgia Reacts video. Oh, my goodness me. Oh, yeah, we're going to the next movie. Because I have to talk about what we're going to be doing for us as we record this in two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. For the listeners, it'll be next week. Yep. See how it goes. Next week, we continue our little quadrology of back to school. Ooh. We started with Goodwill Hunting. We're actually going to take a little bit of both films we've done today because we're both going to go back to school, but we're going to do a little bit of time travel, if you will. Not in the movie's plot, but in the where it's set. Okay. We're going to the 70s. We're going to look at what the last day of school means when you're moving up to a big school the next year. We're doing Richard Linkletter, who brought us Before Sunrise. Oh, I love that. Did a film about aging in high school where you get all right, all right, all right. Ah, Dazed and Confused. We're doing Dazed and Confused. Oh, brilliant. Next week on the pod. I haven't seen that in so long. So, have you stopped recording yet? No. Okay, so like Days and Confused is a story in the 1970s about kids who are moving up from junior high school to high school and the various sort of hazing rituals that take place yeah. when you're okay. there. And it follows one night. And that's where that's where the uh, Matthew McConaughey, all right, all right, all right, comes from. from. Some stuff is not aged well. No. Okay. <laughs> I can imagine. So there we go. Next week, Dazed and Confused here so on long. the pod. Cool. Be, yeah, I haven't seen that. I got quite the story about watching that movie. I did not want to watch that movie. No. <laughs> no, someone put it on and I was like, oh, I just want to play video games. Was you dazed and confused? No, I did. when that was over, I really liked the movie. But yeah, it's a, I think Ben Affleck's in that one as well. I come to think of it. Is he? he? I think he's a bully. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I believe he's got a bat and he's, he's knocking off mailboxes. Remember, that sounds familiar. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there we go. Cool. Look forward so, to it. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I'm just stalling here because I have no idea what my exit line is. Oh, going. I see. I see. We've, I been, see. we've been going for... Uh, 
almost six hours. It's about to while. turn midnight. Yeah, we've almost been doing this over two days. Yeah, I think it's, <laughs> if you add them both together, we're only marginally longer than the uh, Hermes episode. <laughs> uh, we know it's short of unusual. Thank you, folks. I only people who apologize for a two and a half hour episode, but yeah. we're sorry, folks, about uh, the truncated stuff with the shout outs and things like that. But uh, had to get through two episodes in one day to free Liam and I up to go see the wrestling. Yeah. Wrestle, wrestle. Wrestle, wrestle, wrestle indeed. Please join us next week as we go through the coming of age high school film from Richard Linkletter, Dazed and Confused, 30 year anniversary. Wow. Yeah. For best film ever, I've been Liam. And I've been Georgia. And our final word today is a little shout out to Ethan. Who's no longer, well, he's with us, but not with us, with us. <laughs> that throat injury. <laughs> Take care of yourself, especially if the wound starts to smell a little bit like almonds. <laughs> Take care of yourself and each other. We'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flop. What do, you, what do you want to say about that? I don't understand. I thought maybe your exit line would be after oh. such a long run. <laughs> we are oh, started. okay. Do you know what I mean? Well, you can't give it away now. <laughs> you give it away too much. I that. To yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> I'm trying to give you pointers. Uh, I'm helping here. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still just scrambling here. I'm going to come up with something. It's been six hours. My brain's losing all its usual firing power. Um, pew, pew, pew. Yeah, if you talk for two seconds, like, I'm just what giving you some firing power well, back. Are you not going to use that then? No. Is that all you're going to do? I know. I've got nothing left. Oh, we're starting to lose on though, Joe, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit that way, isn't it? But uh, I can't think of anything else. Oh, my word. If is there anything from next week's you can jump on? Well, no, nah, you don't do that. You, don't well, you have done a few times. Really? Yeah. Oh. After recording oh, for six to, hours, actually, we're I'm all gonna, days I'm actually, confused. I'm going to actually have to do a, an edit for once, which is unusual. Mm. Oh, okay. Who's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? And we're looking forward to the wrestling in, in a week's cut, time. He's cutting this. He's going to write it. Oh, trying to launch trying to jokes, trying to think of... Uh... You just do like a groovy baby. Nah. Instead of being just the two of us, there was the three of us. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, okay. I got it. Mini, yeah. sorry about Mini Me, I don't know. I got it. Okay. He's got it. <laughs>